Hey everybody, this is AJ from the Tokusatsu Podcast 2 with a little announcement. If you haven't been on my Twitter or in the Discord server and you want to know what this announcement is all about, well, starting July 1st to July the 4th, we're going to be attending Anime Expo 2022 all day, every day of those four days. My goodness, I know, right? So yes, we're going to be there all those days. I don't know if we're going to be a part of any panel. You'll just have to wait and see. Ooh, isn't that fancy? Isn't that a fancy thing to say? But yes, we're going to be there all day for all four days. Come on down. Say hi. Take a picture. Tell us why we're wrong, even though you're wrong. Uh, Whatever. We're going to be there pretty much all day. And uh, yeah, so hope to see you guys there. And uh, on with the show. Bye. The following Toku podcast to contain spoilers from both past and present Tokusatsu, anime, manga, movies and other related media. If you do not wish to be spoiled we suggest turning off the podcast now. Otherwise please enjoy the show. Hello everybody, welcome to the Tokusatsu podcast, the best show about Tokusatsu you probably never heard of, that's Jay! You guys remember that time the Punisher murdered his family? Which time? Uh, the third time. Oh yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> he did it. He did it all with balloon animals. It was kind of epic. Yeah, I know. That was one of his. Weir- <laughs> that was one of his weirder frankings. I know, right? And then like Sonic and Archie came in too. It was fucking wild. <laughs> uh, that's Chad. Um, actually, my real name isn't Chad. I, it's actually Tomoya, and I've actually been uh, using the name Chad to mainly just get out of paying taxes. Nah, that's good enough. Yeah, works for me. It's good enough reason. Indeed. I mean, that's what Nisha does, right? Helps you get out of taxes. Yes. Cool. It's true. That's Phil. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that that is that it, Phil? That I it? got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> when do you have something? Anyways, so this week. This week, we we come back after a little bit of a break with common writer Agito. Fucking hell, we had to do the. I had to binge watch the one show where I had to pay attention half awake. So Jay, tell us about common writer Agito. Well, common uh, writer Agito is yet another fever dream brought to us by the Madman Toshiki Inoue. Damn right. Uh. uh it's admittedly a little hard to summarize because there's a bunch of kind of different plot lines going on all at once. Uh, so God is really mad. Basically the Pretty short much. version is that God is really pissed that mutants exist and he's taking it out on everybody. Fucking uh, muties. Listen around muties, uh, something, something, something. Uh, so, our three main plot lines uh, revolve around Shoichi Sugami, an amnesiac housewife, male, uh, who just kind of bumbles around with a family of people who took him in, uh, while he kind of, sort of, looks to get his amnesia cured, but also he's just kind of dicking around doing housework and getting into shenanigans. Uh, we have he- Makoto Hikawa, a cop, part of the special anti-unit 
special anti-unidentified life forms unit uh, who runs around dealing with the primarily the main plots of the episode, dealing with the monster of the week type stuff as mysterious monsters arrive and start killing people under mysterious circumstances. And it's his job to figure out what the fuck is going on and stop the monsters. And then we have Rio, whatever his last name was again. Uh, the world. Ashihara. That's right. Ashihara. Thank you. That's that's right. They do say that Rio Ashihara. Uh, the world. They say it sixty uh, fucking times. How do you forget? Listen. They say it once an episode. Because he's a very listen. Nothing <laughs> happens with him for most of the show. Uh, he just suffers. But we'll get anyways, to Rio yeah. Ashihara, the world's unluckiest man. Uh, and the continuing downward spiral that is his life. <laughs> Are we talking about the character or the actor? Yes. <laughs> Ryo Asihara, uh, who also and... moonlights as, as a wife beater. <laughs> but enough about his character. Let's oh! talk about the actor. <laughs> oh. so, and also we have H- Hikawa, the best I already talked about writer. Hikawa. You mean Did Hojo. I didn't hear you. Who cares about Hojo? Who fucking cares about Hojo's him? a hoe. Well, he's in almost every episode. He does have some precedence on the plot. Yeah, and he a bitch. Yeah, but he's a secondary character. We're not talking about him. Anyways, uh, how all three of these plot lines relate? Uh, well, that's up for you to figure out because Inoue kind of doesn't bother half the time. Um, so, yeah. Inoue made this show because he wants you to figure it out <laughs> for him. He also wanted to you make decide. A se- he also wanted to make a sequel... Somewhat to Kuga. No, well, he no, actually did not. That is wrong, actually. Okay, Toei wanted to. So, well, let, so let me let me explain this because I'm the Kuga guy and you guys suck. Anyways, <laughs> so let me explain this. So, technically, yes, for the first four episodes or so. Three or four. This yeah. was going to be a sequel to Kuga. But half halfway in, they were like, let's not. The kayfabe answer given to us by our lovely friend Shirakura, was, well, if we made this a sequel to Kuga and the monsters were just going to be Gorongi again or a descendant or mixture of Gorongi, that would kind of make Kuga's ending fucking pointless. In fact, it would kind of make the entirety of what Godai went through fucking pointless. So, no? Which is really weird because even towards the end, there's still some hints that this was supposed to be a Kuga sequel. So... Eh? Eh? Well, I don't know. on one hand, it was also his idea to make it a Kuga sequel, so I think he's just kind of talking out of his ass to try and cover himself. Yes, he is. Definitely. Uh, personally, I would. I think it was just again, yeah. The, I I think he's kind of on the right track of. They kind of thought this was a dumb as fuck idea to make it a direct sequel and. In no way, as we all know, doesn't like playing with other people's toys. So he was probably like, all right, I'll fucking throw this stuff in here enough to establish it and then get the fuck off my case. We're going to go from here. Uh, yeah, pretty and much. I, I and, think, and I don't think and I think they kind of caught the drift of it by that point where it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's not do that. Yeah, mm. I, I think honestly, it probably boiled down to they weren't able to get Joe Odagiri back to return as Kuga. So that kind of like, all right, well, we're just not going to even continue trying. I I would assume that was probably when Toei gave up, is that they weren't actually able to get Kuga back. So That makes sense to me. There's no, obviously, there's no confirmation on that, but I would assume that because they couldn't actually bring him back to 
cement the crossover between the two, I think they were like, all right, well, we'll just let Inoue do what he wants then and just make it its own thing. But even if they had brought I'm him gonna, back... I'm, I'm going to say this is... I'm going to say it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely a case of they just didn't want to do it, but less out of... Honestly, I think in no way's problem is more like, again, he doesn't like playing with other people's characters, as we've noticed, whenever he, he decides to do guest writing on a show, so... I think he, <laughs> he just wants to fuck with them. He, he probably didn't want to touch Kuga, just in general, but I think it was also just... Uh, Toei kind of gave up on the idea, but we'll we'll yeah, never definitely. really know that. We only have Shirakura's word, and considering it was Shirakura's idea to begin with, he's not exactly the most reliable source. Hopefully, one day we could we can ask him and be like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Mm. And then he'll, oh, well, he'll I, tell us I he's going to tell us money, obviously. Um, yeah, but, well, yes. But again, even as a, uh, even even so, if they brought Joey like Joe Odegiri back, it would have made. I mean, I haven't watched Kuga, but it would have made his. But like you said, it would have made the ending pointless if all he did was for nothing. Yes, that's what I said oh, earlier. Yeah. yeah. Again, again, this was going to be a sequel to Kuga. The manga still kind of kept that idea, even though I don't. I haven't read the manga, so I don't know if they if they also dropped it there as well, or the, if they actually left it there. The manga goes in so many different fucking tangents that it might as well not even be brought up. Okay, because like again, the the manga is not canon anyways. But like, I know that they still kept way more elements of the sequel idea in it. So if you want to know more about that, I guess check out the manga. As for the shows. It doesn't exist anymore. They don't care. None of this matters. It's, it's Agito time. Yeah. So, starting off with that, let's talk about Agito himself, our lovable amnesiac housewife, Shoichi. Well, actually, and his why name is I really like this. I don't give two shits. Shh, get it the right. Spoiler. Spoilers. The the chick at the beginning already said spoilers, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Also, this still... show is 21 years old. Yeah. It's allowed to drink now. Okay, well, first off, here's a thing. Let's also keep in mind that, first off, yes, that is a spoiler. However, how many people actually watched Agito? How many people are actually going to go back and watch Agito after this recording? How many of them just Also didn't... good point. How many of them also just watched the Geo episode and figured out, oh yeah, his real name isn't actually Tsugami Shoichi. It's actually Tetsuya Sawaki. I mean, come on, guys. Are we really going to have to worry about that now? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, that's uh. what... Oh, uh, thank you, Chad. Anyways. So, yes. Uh, I really liked him. He, he's not even, like, the most intense, deep character we've ever had in Ryder. I just like him. He's just a nice guy. He's a, he's a doofus. And he's cool. I want to buy him a beer. But then he would probably tell me he doesn't drink beer and drink a water instead. I don't he's know. He's a cinnamon roll. I like him. He is a lovable cinnamon he... roll that just... I, I do not see how anyone can hate this guy. He really is lovable. He has a very magnetic personality. And both within the show itself and just kind of overall. He he oh, has this, this natural aura of just just wholehearted fun and happiness around him all the time. Even when he's like dealing with kind of depressing things or he's in stressful or intense situations <laughs> he's still got that kind of overall 
hopeful and optimistic vibe to him. And the show exactly kinda, the show really carries that too because there's a re- recurring running joke where he just kind of gets people involved in his shenanigans. Like he'll <laughs> he'll just be doing something bizarre, and somebody else will walk in and just kind of join in. They'll just kind of like they'll just go along with it for a while. Like there's obviously it's mostly with Hikawa who just just kind of starts doing whatever the hell Shoichi says most of the time. Like, oh, hey, oh, hey, Hikawa, I'm building a bed. You want to help? And Hikawa, despite being a busy police officer, she's like, all right, sure, why not? And they're there building a bed, and they goes through the entire sequence of building a fucking bed and bringing it inside. Or there's the one... Or, with, I, mean, I mean, the one with the fucking fish. That I was, was pretty yeah, funny. I was just about to say that, where, where he just goes into a fish market, and he starts sticking his fucking pinky into the mouths of the fish to feel around. People, it makes because sense. Because I guess... I, I guess that's how you tell a fish is good or not. Don't question and the he method. And Hikawa just... Never. Just, he just starts doing it with him for no reason at all. And he's he's there for like a solid minute and a half doing it with Shoichi. And he's just like, wait, I don't have time for this. What am I doing? Literally. Or, or, another, or another one of my favorites. Uh, Shoichi basically goads him into doing stuff with him because he's like, uh, you're not gonna do that. Yeah, but I'm gonna die. Yeah, he's like he was actually like How a master. How could you not want to help? So he's just a master. He of was guilt so tripping. fucking good. It's like <laughs> he's like, damn, you're not even gonna help me. We take the weeds out, and I'm gonna die. Fuck, bro, that's harsh. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like every man's mother. Love him. Well, yeah, that's I why he's a housewife. Love him. Love him out of ten, best and, waifu. And, it, and again, it's weird because like. He's not, he's not deep. He's not like this, like tortured fucking soul or whatever. He's just cool. He's just a nice guy, and I like everything about him. He's he's consistent. He is super consistent, and yeah. you know he really did a good job just keeping him likable throughout the entire show. Like Jay said, through his ups and downs, he is just likable. And you and you and you hope that he gets out of it okay. He's honestly that one friend that like you really need to have in your life where it's like if you're de- like if you're depressed he's going to make you feel better about yourself he's a he's a cool bro he's a cool bro he's a cool guy who has chill days yes indeed and he makes a lot of stuff with cabbage too oh, yeah. many things a with lot cabbage of stuff. you know what i i just appreciate his puns can't... honestly at the end of the day he's just <laughs> oh his puns are great he's just wonderful and like honestly like when they're asking like the police are asking him, it's like, what does a normal day look like with Kuga? Or like as Agito. And it's just <laughs> It is just him literally saying it's like, I wake up and I just go out and pick my vegetables. What about you guys? I brush my teeth, I pick my vegetables, I, go I do the dishes, and you know, then I get ready for cooking dinner, and then I help Mana with her homework and you know, like all this he's just listing off his normal activities and they I love it. That's what I love about him is that like he's just kind of some guy outside of the hero stuff. He really is just some dude. Dude's just living his. Like, that's it. He's some guy. Dude's just trying to live his best life as best he can, and I appreciate it. What, what I, what I can say though, what I will say, I do like the idea that they implemented where, even when he gets his memories back, he is still the same guy. He's nothing different. He's just. It's just always him. The only thing is he just doesn't remember who he is. I, I kind of like that idea because, I don't know, there's sometimes where they do the amnesia plots 
where they change it to someone completely different, where it's just like, you're kind of only doing that to make me want the old one back. That's really all you're. This is that's all you're doing it for. But I like the way they do it here. It's it's him either no, no matter what. He's yeah. Just, yeah, knows his name. I I would agree that that's kind of one of the the bigger traps of the amnesia plot is that they they always do that just as a, as an excuse to be like, oh, see, it was actually a good thing they didn't have their memories. But like, I mean, it's not necessarily like bad to do that. It's just it's never executed right. And it, it always feels forced. And another thing I do like, because even though I, I harp all the time about fucking amnesia plots because they suck, they're always bad, uh, Agito does it right because it barely focuses on the amnesia plot. Like, it's it's just kind of there in the background. Shoichi isn't even really actively trying to get his memories back. If In, in fact, if it's anything, it's other characters who are actively trying to solve his personal problem while he's just kind yeah. of doing his own thing. Like I, the, I, I mean, shit, at a certain point, they basically say, like, don't you care if you get your memories back? It's like, eh, not really. Yeah. I don't really give a shit. And and I like that, too, because there's a little bit of, like, he's a little afraid of it, too. I like that he doesn't, like, he's not just completely apathetic about it. He's like, he's, there's more of just, like, I'm happier without them because my life is just going to be the same either way. And I kind of like that. And I kind of like that they don't make it, like, a like a big tortured soul moment, but I don't, I do also like that. He, he does have a reason that he doesn't care. It's not just, I don't care because that's what the show needs. It's, it's a very, it's very good. And I, and again, they do it in a way where it doesn't just make you want to roll your fucking eyes at it. Like, Oh, here we go. Um, but on the, on that amnesia plot, I, as like Jay said, they do it pretty well on this where they don't have to force it to be the main goal I, honestly, the the best one to bring up would be build, where the main goal was the amnesia bullshit for most of the for most of the show. It's it's night and day here, where it's just like, well, it's there. The only the only real stumbling block of that amnesia plot is that they give him his memories, and then they take him away, and then they give him back again. Dude, dude, I've said it before. The first time I went through Agito, that arc made me. so so mad i legitimately stopped watching the show for like a month straight i was so fucking pissed off that they did that it was so needless they 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 give him his fucking memories back we learn absolutely jack shit that is important and then he loses his memories again making the entire thing a waste of goddamn time they do that twice in the series yeah they yeah they did do that twice didn't they did they do? I, I believe yeah, they, they did. did. The, the first time was where I think it was after he got he he started getting the dreams about his sister, and then he get, he gets beat he gets beaten the crap out of, and he gains Trinity form, and then he loses his memory again, and then later on when he but becomes Phil, the chef, not, he was you're not supposed you're not supposed to know about Trinity. Uh, <laughs> I had to do it at least once. No, I don't think he gets his memories back when he's uh gets the job as a chef i think or it's like oh no no, no because can... like it's the the first time when he gets his like his butt beaten and that's when he remembers like oh yeah like i actually did go to like culinary school that person in my dreams is my sister and then like amnesia happens again and then there's another instance where it's like okay well i gotta talk to this guy and then we actually find out it's the real shoichi sugami 
Well, yeah, but no, that's the that's the same arc. Wait, is he it gets that? his memories back? Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, gets yes, his memories is. back. Has the dream talks with uh, Mana about his sister, and then he goes to meet Gowser, and that's when he loses his memory again. Ah. That's one. That's one arc. That's what I think is because I do remember it because it's. I remember that only being like a one episode thing, but it is a little longer than I remember. So that also did throw me off too, going back to rewatch it. But no, that was all one solid arc. Yeah, again, it, it it's weird because honestly, watching through the through the episodes, I, I I didn't even remember when he got his memories back the second fucking time. I didn't remember that that he that it happened. It just felt like it just sort of appeared. Yeah, because like I, I think the interesting part about the storytelling here, it's like there there is no build up or really any difference. The only when the fact it's like you have to be paying attention to the dialogue more or less, and like I think there's I mean not. Like a, Not necessarily hmm. because the episode where he does get it back was the the flashback episode where we see what happened on the ferry. Well, so that's like that one's a little more obvious when you yeah. like okay this is going to be the permanent time. But at the same time, yeah, again, like there's no real difference with how he acts or how he's responding to anything when he gets his memories back. Like literally, if you if you skip that episode, you'd just be like, wait, what's his fucking name now? Yeah. Because that's the thing is that they keep still calling him Shoichi, and he's just like, guys, come on, please call me my real name. It's fucking Yeah, don't weird. dead name Akito. And, fi- <laughs> and finally he just says, eh, fuck it. I was like, okay, well, what's in the name anyways? Yeah. I mean, it's fine. The real Shoichi's dead anyways, so. Well, now he <laughs> well, is. Well, yeah, because identity theft, but anyways. Yeah, it's well, fine. actually, no, he he's dead twice. Oh, yeah, that is true. He's dead twice. <laughs> he's double dead. So... Super it's dead. fine. Yeah. At that point, you you fully forfeit. If you die twice, you fully forfeit your. Oh well, yeah, die Pretty twice. Much. You can't get brought back by the Dragon Balls in this case. Oopsie. That's true. Exactly. Well, no, no. Goku did it three times. Unless okay, you get Namek, fine. yeah. Well, okay, yeah, that's that's true. You guys have a very good point. But anyways, like, I'll... I mean, no, nobody <laughs> wants to go to Namek. Yeah, so. no one wants yeah, to. Yeah, no, fuck Namek. But anyways, like, uh, what's in... we only have five minutes before it explodes. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. Anyways. No, like, I, I think so. The thing that I really enjoyed here also. Was honestly like the mystery aspects, because like we've we talked about like the mystery aspects of like writer series before. Like, say for example, like Drive and whatnot, like that they made super obvious, but like with this, like with this, uh, Ag- with Agito, for example, it's like no, like no one talks about the Akatsuki, and just like every episode is just like, okay, what the fuck actually happened there? And like, I think if anything, like, I think that I don't know, it's just it was it was done well, I think. I, I like it. I do like the mystery aspect of it, yes, because it's very much a piecemeal thing where they'll they'll drop a hint here and there, and it'll kind of it'll it'll point you in the right direction just enough to where you're curious, but not enough to where you can kind of guess where it's going. It left and you, I like that. It left you asking questions and wanting to see more and more how like how far down the rabbit hole this mystery actually goes, and when. The L- and I, I'm gonna say this now. What I think really peaks it is when you get to the L of water, and it's actually an enemy that even Shoichi is afraid of and is trembling at. Then you want to know what the fuck actually happened on that boat. I, I, another good thing about it is um, watching it again because this is my fourth time watching it. Watching it again, I already knew what happened. But the story is still told in a way where even if you know the mystery, it's still really well written enough to where you're just going along for the ride. And you kind of like catching certain clues that Inoue puts in the, at the beginning. 
yeah. telling you, hey, this is what happened. And I, and I really fucking like that. Like, it's just really cool. Like, it just um, gets better on, I, like, a second viewing, I'd say, right? Yes, yeah. it really does. It's not like Gravity Falls where it sucks after the first time. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't even get me started. Uh, Suck on yeah, that, Twitter. I think uh, I think the what best... Uh, I think why it's so effective in that regard is that there's no real reason for anybody to explain why it happened. Because everybody who is still alive that was on board the Kotsky, well, they all were, they were all there, so they have no reason to tell you know each other because they already know what happened, and yeah. they have a, they have a good reason why not to tell anybody else because, for starters, they would sound completely fucking bonkers. But also, there's that whole thing about like uh, with with Kino later and the rest of the group where like they're they're starting to become more than human, and so obviously there's that necessary that inherent untrustworthiness they have with everybody else so like yeah sure they're not gonna fucking start telling everybody oh yeah by the way we're getting fucking superpowers because god is an asshole you know they're they're not gonna start sharing that story with people they don't trust or people who aren't like them so they have a reason yeah. to keep it a secret and not only that but a uh, big scary water whale monster told us if he told anybody he would chop our dicks off that's true pretty much that's what happened <laughs> he, he he very he very bluntly said if we tell anybody he's going to kill us so uh might want to keep that under wraps buddy. and but then yeah. again they still were getting killed anyway well that's because well, of their own dumbass faults so this is also well, I mean, it's just like at the end of the day um, they have powers and it's just like you know what it's best if no one has powers so that way you know so you know what uh, no so look magneto was wrong anyways yeah um so let's move on from soichi because i think we said enough about him so we can move on to the second, the secondary writer of this show, Hikawa. I fucking love this guy. Best boy ever. He is. Oh my god, I love this guy. And now he's doing ramen commercials. He's doubled up. He's just. He's just so good. He is. He's so fucking good. Holy shit. He is such a dipshit, and he's such a lovable moron the entire show. <laughs> yeah. he, he is so fucking good. He is the biggest idiot on the planet. And that is what makes him so enjoyable. He's just—he oh, is man. just like the personification of goodness and everything that's pure. And that's also because he's a complete moron. I love it. He's—he's he's such an enjoyable character. There is uh, his entire—the entire cast that surrounds him, the other cops, and uh, there's the rest of the G three unit, and of course there's everybody's favorite douchebag Hojo, <laughs> where. They all do just kind of feel, for the most part, you know, they they have very solid characters. Like, again, Hikawa, he's he's just kind of here to be good. He's a good guy. He's a good person. And he's he got selected to be the G3. fucking the G3, the superpower armor writer for various reasons. And he he's all he throws he throws himself into it with gusto. He he never like. He never. There, there are moments where he feels like he's unworthy of it, but it's never like whinging or anything. It's just like, oh shit, I'm fucking dying of heat exhaustion. I do not know what the fuck to formulate my thoughts. Um, he he's throwing himself in there, and you, you never feel like he's beating himself up for it. He just think that well, I he, you think he's playing himself down basically. He's not giving himself enough credit half the time. Yeah. 
Because because that's what it feels like. Half the time where, half the time when he's like on his like down on down in the dumps, it's because he himself is not giving himself enough credit. Like even Ozawa says a couple times, like, dude, you're good enough. You're you're legitimately good enough. I don't see what what the problem is. And he's like, well, I don't feel like I am. It, it's it's cool because he's not just being an angsty fuck. He, you can just tell like he has this idea of what G three should be. And he doesn't think that he is that ideal person, basically. Yes, I. That's a good way to put it. It's very uh, with great power comes great responsibility kind of thing, where he doesn't feel like he's worthy of the mantle, even though he is the most worthy person on the planet, and he's self-deprecating about it without being whiny or angsty. So, I think that's what makes him work as a character is that. He has that very natural pathos to him without being brooding or whiny or obnoxious about it. And that that also helps him throw himself into the overall plots, the Monster of the Week stuff, where he's the one who's kind of solving the Monster of the Week plots, where he'll get himself involved in the case of the week where one of the monsters has killed somebody in some bizarre manner, and he has to figure out the trick behind it, because they're all... They're all doing weird serial killer shit where they all have unique ways of killing people that are all impossible to do by normal humans. Like, they're getting thrown off, you know, like, spontaneous combustion or they're getting shoved inside objects that, like, they, you know, they're basically getting telefragged by stuff or spontaneous lightning or just, you know, completely random shit. Shoved into a fucking tree. Yeah. Drowned in the middle of the ground. Yeah, like drowning in the desert, stuff like that. And Honestly, the, the lamest one of those was just the one that just crashed into you. and that's Yeah, it. that yeah. was underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, points for originality for most of them, but some of them they did get a little uh, lazy. But I guess but, you, can't, but, yeah. you, can't, you can't win them all. I, and I, I enjoy that it's like that he's the one who's kind of doing like the actual hero detective stuff. It's, it's very detect it's a very it's it helps with the mystery angle where everybody kind of has their own mystery going on uh shoichi of course has the mystery with his past and his memories hikawa's dealing with the mysteries with the unknown and their murders and rio's doing whatever the fuck rio is Is wondering why god hates him yeah (laughs) why god hates him specifically (laughs) just Uh, fuck you specifically yeah so and I like that, too. I like that angle of having the secondary writer be the driving force for the plots. Um, I li- again, It reminds me a lot of uh, of Laser from Exide. Yeah. Except he doesn't, you know, fucking kick Die. the bucket super early and then on. Come back. And then come back for no good reason. Uh, <laughs> honestly, out of everybody in the show, he's the only one who doesn't fucking die. Uh, I know, right? He, he's, he's, just, he's just, he's okay. It's because yeah. even in Oe knows not to fuck with it. Yeah. He's just an ordinary guy in unordinary circumstances, and that's what I enjoy. And I like I like the mystery stuff with him where he, he's kind of piecing together the weird supernatural bullshit that's going on, and he's kind of like a skeptic. He's, he's a little bit of a Scully. He's a little bit of Mulder where he's like, well, okay, I'm obviously seeing shit that's impossible, and I even though I don't believe it, I kind of have to keep going and believe that this is possible. And I like that, and that that leads to a natural progression of him meeting so meeting Shoichi, where of course he's he just kind of coincidentally is crashing with a doctor who deals with you know supernatural phenomenon, and 
that kind of leads to him getting involved with Shoichi in the plot, which it's natural there. Uh, and I just, I kind of like his character where he's, he's optimistic. He's stupid, but he's not stupid. You know what I mean? He, he's a, he's a goof. He's a screw up, but he's not like a moron. He's still able to yeah. solve these mysteries. He doesn't need to be told what to do. He's but he's just kind of clumsy. He's he's a little bit of a klutz, but he's competent still. Yes. It's it's, it's that thing where it's like um, you, you wouldn't be G three if you were a shitty cop. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be here if you were bad at your job. Despite you're just some people just compared just compared to everybody else. You're just compared to the two that were literally touched by God. You're kind of a klutz. You know, it's a, we, but that's a very high bar to fucking go against. It's weird when you say that because you look at the two that are touched by gods. He's kind of he's kind of like a almost pseudo demigod to a Greek hero in that comparison. Uh, well, okay, so a little bit. So like touched by a god, they're not. Which is meaning Agito and Gills. They're technically not full-on gods. They would be demigods. But when you say G three, G three, especially when he gets to the point of X, of G three X, he has basically the same amount of power as those two to fight against these creatures made by a god himself. He literally is on par with them, but he has not been touched by the god. So it's so he's up there with a hero. In, like, similar to the ones in Greek mythology, able to do great things, but is still immortal. And he still gets jobbed out. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, that's... He, he, he's he's my favorite kind of jobber. Like, I think if anything... That's what... <clears throat> Sorry. No, 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 you, oh, yeah. you go I'll ahead, set, yeah. I'll set something stuck in my throat. But anyways, like, yeah. I, I think the interesting part about G3 is, like, outside of his clumsiness, like, I, I think it's more or less the clumsiness is only there to be a character flaw in a sense of, yeah, no, because if, if we didn't have this, he'd be a little too perfect, you know? So it's like, overall, like, I, I appreciate how they used, um, whatchamacallit, he call it as basically, like you said, the perfect jobber, or like a really enjoyable one. Yeah, I, I would I would say that's probably the only negative trait about Hikawa, is that he is immediately cast as the designated jobber of the crew. And... It's kind of unfortunate, like, even from, epi like, from, like, episode one, he only exists to get his shit kicked in by the monsters to buy time for Agito to show up. Yeah. Even when he gets his power-up for him, when he gets G3X, he still is kind of the jobber. I mean, he, he does at least win a couple fights after that point, but he's still basically just there to get his ass kicked to buy time. Which is, a, I mean, a little disappointing overall, but I think it's it's fine, and it's a natural way to show that just this that's just how strong the unknown are where you have this super duper monster buster power armor that is completely useless against them Which... i also like it as a as kind of like a representation of well it's hikawa like the g3 armor is a representation representation of himself he's not as strong as the other two but he's gonna keep fucking going he's got he's the gonna determination mm -hmm. <laughs> you got spunk kid you got spunk I like real it. moxie. <laughs> so I, I I love Hikawa. He's great, and um, I, I he he also photoshops himself into a lot of shit for some reason. But that's just that way he is. Yeah. Hey, you know that, what? It's, it, is, it is kind of photoshopped a... his face onto a fucking slide. That was weird. Yes. <laughs> I mean, look at least 
if, if nothing else, he is the most successful of the three writers in this show. Because uh, for no reason, I decided to look up his actor. He's He's gotten consistent work in fucking anything that'll pay him. <laughs> yeah. Dude's also I mean, like, yeah. uh, dude's a YouTuber now, so... He is also a YouTuber. Oh, I got a lot of a lot of Toku actors are becoming YouTubers. That is true. Yeah, it makes money. I was yeah. like, oh no! Recently, during COVID, apparently the G Three Squad and also Hojo's actor all actually had a online re- reunion. Oh, that's cool. And then, nice. was, yeah, and then like another one, they actually had him with uh, Inoue, and I believe the main director. I, I forget, I'm forgetting the director's name now. Of Agito, and just like all in all, I was like, oh no. It's it's nice to see like the G three squad and like the cast still get together like on good terms. Or I mean, yeah, yeah it's always nice it. to it's see. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. Um, like I said, I Hikawa is just great. So now we talk about the guy that God hates. Oh, God's punching bag. Fucking <laughs> Kamen Rider Gills, Ryo Asihara. Good fucking God, what did they do to you, boy? They basically made a character who. Had potential at the start with like being a swimmer and all and all that stuff, and then he has to give it all up, and he goes through so much pain to the point of being a raving animal. <laughs> this poor, poor bastard just can't catch a fucking break. He really can't. Friendly, friendly neighborhood suffering, man. <laughs> you know what's you know what's worse, Jay? So you know how we always make fun of the fact that the gill suit is just i mean it's basically non-existent at this point um that that started happening during the show i don't know if you noticed this but the original gill suit that they were using in the show during the during the airing of this show already started looking like it was going to tatters that is actual suit already looked like it was going to shit it's it's not the first time and it was not the last time it happened but it's it is real it's not the most noticeable but yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's just kind of an issue of the material they use. Where w- once you get that padded rubber beat up enough, it's it's gonna just start kind of falling apart. Oh, dude, it looked bad. Yeah, like especially with all the, the water the and everything, it's getting soaked into the green in the helmet. Towards didn't the match end. up with the green of the of the armor. Well, the, the, just towards, towards, yeah, but like I'd that's, say that's towards the end, um, towards the end, you could really notice in the legs, especially. It's like. Oh man, those are some really bad cracks. Oh no! Can't even fucking fix them up here. Like, I think the thing that also doesn't help with the suit as well is that it's like the thing that you notice is that it's kind of different than the normal, I guess, like than the normal rider suit. I mean, first off, the fact that it's getting drowned almost every other like every other day doesn't help. Yeah. But second, it's just like if anything, it's more built similarly to like that of a kaijin suit or like a monster suit like a monster of the day suit but it's like those usually aren't supposed those usually either one need a lot of up care like care and uptake or two you're gonna need to have a lot of them on hand and clearly i guess they had a lot on hand considering how many times it got drowned and beaten up Good God. The suit got abused really badly. Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. Why do you think they gave Gil- him an upgrade? Shit. Even the upgrade started looking a little funky, but we'll get to But let, let's talk about yeah. R- Ryo himself. Yeah, the, I do, I do want to say one thing about the suit is that I, I do like that they went with the more organic look for Gills to kind of coincide with 
G3 is more mechanical and the more kind of mystical, more superhero-y esque look for Agito. But uh, unfortunately, that kind of harmed it in the long run, as we have just discussed and as we know many times over the years. Uh, Seriously, go look up Kamen Rider Gill suit in like 2020 or 2022 and just cry. Or no, I mean, even, I know they made a new one recently. Yeah, or like not even 2022. Go back to like 2009, 2010. Like, I know there are, like, Japanese blog posts somewhere out in the interwebs that'll basically show you, like, it's just something, someone's closet just deteriorating. It's really sad, actually. Uh, but yes, about about Ryo Asihara, what do we talk about him? He is God's punching uh, bag, and, um... Ooh, that didn't... Oh my god, it really is falling to tatters. Oh. He's just kind of a dick, to be entirely honest. Um, it's hard to describe his personality. He's just kind of like a douche most of the time. I mean, granted, he's usually justified in his his dickery, but like you get the stuff for like. Uh, I think he's kind of more gullible rather than Shoji's naivety or Hikawa's kind of clumsiness, where they all kind of get sucked into things. Rio's just kind of an idiot. He kind of gets taken advantage of a lot, and he kind of gets yes, he used. Does. And the suffering aspect is kind of what helps guide that, is that, like, he'll fucking fall for any dumb lie, and he'll just kind of go along with stuff. Like, there's the shit where there was the chick who was trying to pretend to be Shoichi's girlfriend. Uh, and she started throwing herself on him, too, to get away from the cops, and he's just like, okay sure and there's like again his whole hook into the plot aside from becoming a fucked up mutant is that his dad killed himself and his dad just so coincidentally happened to be a passenger on board the akatsuki the mysterious ferry that all the other mutants in the show happen to be on so his hook into the plot is trying to figure out why my dad killed himself and he just kind of gets strung along by everybody else from here on, just kind of drifting aimlessly in and out of the plot here and there. He never really has any good, significant pull on the plot. He's just kind of like a device for uh, for the stuff for events to be pushed by. He's he's kind of like a walking plot device half of the time. <clears throat> yeah, and and it's like you said, he is very. He's a lot more just, I'll just believe anything you tell me, which at, at some point is understandable because he just wants to learn about his dad. But then there comes to a point, like, again, like the chick who was pretending to be Shoichi's girlfriend. Like, dude, she's very obviously fucking lying to you. She's very obviously fucking with you. It's like, come on. And, and I think at a certain point, well, yes, the suffering aspect is kind of funny. Like, oh, my God, how much can they put this guy through? It's like Jay said, half of it's his fault, his fucking fault anyways. He puts himself in the situations. Like, he doesn't have a, to be here. There's the one where uh, he just kind of starts helping a runaway kid for no real reason. And then the kid turned out that he was running away from a fucking funeral for his parents, mm-hmm. which is like unnecessarily dark in a way, to be entirely honest. But like, again, but he'll, it's relatable. he just... He just kind of just has bad things happen to him. Like, he dies, like, three fucking times in this show. Not he gets even... his head cut off! That's he, right. He seriously... 
Oh man, it's even worse in uh the movie where he gets his fucking arms blown off with a shotgun. It is it is intense, oh, yeah, legitimately intense right. when it happens that movie because you see it all on screen and you see it fucking splintering off. It's crazy. It is just he's just here it, it, to it, suffer. <laughs> can I be can I it, it really you know what Rio you know what Rio is? Rio is Inoue's vent character. <laughs> He's the guy who he vents all of his frustrations on. Because what other point is there to just keep fucking with this guy? They just keep making this guy and his life a living fucking hell. At a certain point, it, again, it was almost comedic. It was like, this is hilarious. Maybe, how much more can this guy suffer? Well, maybe that was the point of his character, that no matter how many times he got hit, beaten down, he still w- and still got up and fought. He still suffered, and I, can I be honest? Like, I, okay, go on ahead, Phil. No, I was gonna say, do you think it would have been more poignant that he stayed dead after before the final episode? I think he should have stayed dead because it would because he's really designed as a character who cannot have a happy ending. I, I it's weird because I feel like Inoue. And Jay and Jay and I have noticed this a lot with Anoe stuff. He will make a character hurt and suffer so much and just kind of think, if we give him a happy ending, you'll be okay with it. <laughs> Inoue does that a lot, where he just he just dumps all his shit on just one person. But if we give him a happy ending, you guys should be fine with it, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun to get here. It was worthwhile the whole time. So, Definitely. Hey, sure look, thing. you know what? We all lose our heads now and then, but he he's, he gets a puppy at the end. We all drown multiple times in the span of several weeks. You know, we do. We get shot at by the cops all the time. We get forcibly entwined into love triangles. We try to get, get murdered. Our arms blown off. We get. We try to get murdered by psycho doctors who have fucking severed arms growing onto their arms and no that, you know we get that was more of a of an entire implant and no that is medically uh, that is somewhat medically possible but also a little impossible uh, listen this fuck is, you this is a tokusatsu he, show he, are we really gonna think about this possibilities of science phil phil not even taking medicine for phil that phil, phil 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 you're you're phil, talking Kino about is you're just talking that about this. he's just that fucking good okay he was you're, just you're talking about the same doctor. show he needs to take no 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 you're talking about the same show you're talking about the same show in the same conversation we're talking about a guy who got his fucking head chopped off and he was just fine you know, we're also we're also still talking about ashihara Ryo anyways and besides that you know what at the end of the day i feel like ashihara Ryo in summary could be about you know what? It was never about the destination. It was all about the journey it took to get here. And we still have no idea if he had a happy ending. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. My, my favorite one, right? My favorite my favorite thing is, uh, I don't know. I don't, this was a long ass time ago when I read it. But there's apparently like a like a quote from Inoue saying like, oh, yeah, the dog died off screen like a, while, like so, a couple weeks later. So that is actually a... I don't know if it's a mistranslation or a misquote. That is not actually what Inoue said. Oh, really? Said. Okay, good. So what he, what he actually said was, and I'm not going to say an exact quote because I don't remember the exact quote, but what he said more was along the lines of, knowing Rio's luck, the dog probably died the next day. <laughs> 
Oh, which, oh. which is more him making a sick joke about his own fucked up characters that he himself created. <laughs> but it's generally misconstrued as him genuinely canonically establishing that the dog died. So, no, not technically, but it's also really, really messed up that he made that joke. Which is just classic in no way. Yeah. In no way is great sometimes. We gotta. If I ever meet him, I'm buying. <laughs> no way is love a dog fucking died. I'm buying him a sake. He would make you buy one, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. R- R- Rio again. I think as an entire character, Rio just kind of feels. It, 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 there's just not enough there for it, me to feel bad about him suffering. It's there's enough there for me to laugh at it, and I know for a fact that's not what I know it was going for. Honestly, I get the feeling that he just kind of didn't know what to do with him. It really feels like he was kind of stuck having a third writer that he didn't really have any use for, so he just kind of throw him threw him into the plot every now and then just to do something with it. When you know what, I want to piggyback off what Phil said and ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think Inoue planned to kill off Gills? Not not in the sense of, like, as a hero, but they planned to kill him off as, like, oh, this this guy is the cautionary tale of what happens when humans become Agitos. You know what I mean? Like, oh, th- his power went out of control and he died because of it. Because, well, like, it's... It, remember, he looks, he looks like a fucked up Agito, honestly. Well, that's ca- again, that's because he is. They do establish that he He's is a fucked up Agito. He he is an outlier. He is not normal in the terms of the the Agito evolution. He is he is a failed Agito essentially. Is how yes. they put it. So, and, and that's the thing. Like when, when when you put it that way, something tells me that maybe a plan at the beginning was to show him dying, to show, th- like I, basically the vol the the volatile nature of what it can happen if you become an Agito, whether you're perfect or not. Like uh, Shoichi is like the best case scenario and Rio is the worst case scenario. I think that would have been interesting if they did it like that. And they, they killed him off by like maybe before he got his power up form. So who knows? I don't know, but I, I feel like that's what they were going for. Possibly. I couldn't say for sure. Um, it would certainly explain, especially in the second half of the show where his involvement just, with the plot just, just vanishes. Well, yeah, he, they do that a lot too. They just he just kind of vanishes for episodes at a time. Yeah, and it's kind of a shame too because otherwise, you know, he is really good at juggling all of the different plot lines going on. Like there is in any given episode three or four different plot lines happening simultaneously that he very effortlessly manages to juggle between. But whenever it comes to Rio and his plot lines, he always just kind of like he just doesn't care he just doesn't know what to do so i don't necessarily know if he did plan on killing him off or there was gonna be something else done with his character maybe i don't know maybe another character was going to become gills like maybe he was going to die and then somebody else would become a gills who just kind of has a similar vibe and like like a revolving door of people forced to burden forced to burden the suffering that is the power of Agito and they couldn't yeah, live up Yeah cuz like to they it. they kind of tried to establish that with the uh 
the randos in the apartment where like they keep saying one of you is going to become like this guy. One of you is going to become like this guy, whether you want to or not. And I think that would have been inter- an interesting concept, but yeah, like there's God, the, I guess it's fine. The fucking, I forget his name because they were all kind of forgettable characters. Irrelevant. There is the, the one who ended up surviving the kind of dickhead one. The one that lost his power. Oh, Majima. Yeah. The one who, the one who gave up his powers. Like, honestly, if, if Rio died and he became the new Gills instead, I think that would have made more sense with just kind of how superfluous Rio becomes later on and how just kind of disconnected his plot lines become where yeah. uh, I think that would have made more sense if he would just ended up being a different character. So mm. if he entirely planned on just kind of replacing Gills, I don't know, but the show does kind of have those seeds planted of, yeah, maybe he wasn't supposed to be you gills or something like that Maybe he, wasn't he wasn't supposed to he survive was, he wasn't supposed to be here the entire time i mean who knows maybe that's why as much as i hate to say it but like maybe that's why he tried to kill him off so many times he was like <laughs> maybe this time they'll let me keep him dead no <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe this time they'll keep it's, 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 i cut his fucking head off how is he gonna come it's, back it's like uh, what we... gill said up during the last few episodes i can't die i'm immortal at this point, he fucking might as well be. I mean, I don't the know. The ratings ta- won't let me die. I don't know how many times literally actually God himself has to intervene and bring you back to life just to make your life more miserable. <laughs> it's like before you realize that I, I can't. Case. It's like, you know what? Okay. Like, we're gonna, like, you're gonna die, but every time you come back to life, your life is just gonna get, like, exponentially worse. Pretty much. <laughs> uh- <laughs> um, so. After Gills, uh, before we get to the other side characters, let's talk about another Agito. Kino, the most superf- one of the most superfluous things I've ever seen in the show. What, one of the most unnecessarily convoluted both names and characters that has ever existed in this franchise. Well, it's, it was well, convoluted now. Well, it's a little convoluted. Well, it was convoluted already in the show G4? because he's he's just. <laughs> G four doesn't count. He's not canon. I know. I wanted Maybe. to be a dick. <laughs> sort of. I mean, I mean, the show says there's a G five, so I guess G four is canon. No, there's but no G. He's not. Oh, no, wait, that's right. There's a G four. Well, no, G four X is the SIC line. No, no, no. Because no, G five has been established at the end of this, at the end of the series, like with um, yeah. Oludo apparently being like acting captain or something like that. But anyways, with the mustache. Yeah. yeah oh my god. That anyways. Awful anyways. Um. I'll say this, at least Kino was fucking established as a character before his reveal. He was very consistently mentioned throughout most of the show. I think they first mentioned him, like, 20 episodes before he showed up. Where, like, he's established as being the leader of the Akatsuki gang, where he is he is the alpha of these, these Agitos to be. He is... He's kind of the man in charge. He's the one who's running the show. He kind of knows the best way to deal with all of the supernatural bullshit. He's the one who tells them what to do, how to live their lives, and how to go about dealing with this kind of fucked up scenario. So before he even shows up, they have a very clear hierarchy established for this character. He has a very clear personality and role established. And when he shows up, he pretty much lives up to it, with his introduction being that he... He fucking barges into a hospital to perform a surgery by himself, like a fucking sociopath. Uh, what if, 
what a bizarre character Kino is. <laughs> it's weird because they introduce him so late in the game that the only thing you could see with this guy was you're either going to die as a villain or die as a really bad anti-hero. And it's like there's really no way there's really no other place for your character to go because you're not giving me much, especially when they try and give him two backstories of him being on the Akatsuki go and having his brother die in the fucking Alps somewhere. Yeah, that's like the shit with his dead brother and the haunted arm and all that is just the haunted arm. Fucking nonsense. Kino and the Phantom Pain. You know so, what? I'm just gonna go off my own headcanon. That was basically Ankh before Ankh gained the conscience. That's like half <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. No, what, what, what it was is that it wasn't his brother's arm. His He just had a fake arm that had nanomachines in it that made him think it was his brother's arm. Nanomachines! Okay, Bravo, okay, okay, Kojima! Okay, Bravo. So, so, you're going with that angle. My angle is they never actually pr- planted his arm. It's just a really bad tattoo he's ashamed of. No. So he made up this entire backstory. He has a very a bad brother. tattoo that is dug flesh out of his arm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exa- exa- dude, look, I've seen doesn't... I've seen some really bad bo- body mods, bro. Fair enough. But again, it still doesn't work because full bo- full arm prosthesis. While it could happen, you have to repair nerves. Uh, fil- 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 you need fil- to do fil- that. Fil- you also need fil- to be taking fil- autoimmune fil- re- fil- uh, autoimmune fil- things fil- to basically make sure that the body doesn't kill fil- the cells. Uh, okay, okay, Phil, Phil, Phil. But who fil- changes fil- Batman's tires? Okay, Phil, 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 Phil. God came down and made people mutants. Shut up. This okay. is literally a show about God Himself trying. You, you to want to you want to get more pissed gods. off, Phil? There's no, 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 Phil, Phil. You want to get more? Side. You you want to get more pissed off? There's an entire episode where Kino does a he does two surgeries at the same time. No matter what kind of doctor you are, they would never allow exactly. you to do that. They wouldn't allow. Well, he's that. not a doctor technically. Also, when yeah. he la- well, not anymore. No, no, no. What pissed me off? Actually, no, it didn't piss me off. No, no. <laughs> what caught? Co- what proctor? Uh, Okay, get the fuck out of the out of the OR. I will do this myself. Okay, Phil, he's, he's just an an- that good. He is not an anesthesiologist. You need an anesthesiologist to maintain to maintain the anesthetics. You need someone. He's just to that good, Phil. He's not that good. Okay, you can be good at it, but you still need a team. What the fuck is this, Harold and fucking Kumar? This is what happens when you have. This is what happens when you have the kid of a fucking doctor on your podcast. <laughs> Philip Kuhn, yes, this is I, also, I forgot about that. I, I was wondering why Phil was being so autistic about it. Philip yes, Kuhn, this I is also. This is also the show where we can clearly play tennis with a frying pan. <laughs> yeah, but that's realistic. That could happen. Yeah, but actually, I'm not going to go into specifics here. TLDR. Yeah, the physics for that don't work. It's actually kind of hard and unweighty, and also hard on the wrists. Actually, if anything, it kind of breaks your wrists. The shot he is right. Look, look. It, well, anyways, look, I Agito's digress. I'm not going to go into it. the science there. Look, Agito's the one using it. He just has really good forearm strength. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Look, it's look, I am the child. Of, look, I am the child of physicians. Phil, okay? shut up. I am the child of fucking physicians, and when things medically don't make sense, even in fiction, I question it. Hold on. Just, I'm just gonna. Just gonna. Hold up! Hold up! Where, <laughs> where? Where? Where is he? Where is Anyways, he? 
the whole the whole shit with his dead brother and him I don't even know why he cut his own arm off and replaced it with his brother's. Like, they never established I, I, I why. No, no, like, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. It was okay. like his, they, they, his own arm was like frostbitten. It was like, oh yeah, no, like did they? Yeah, because like, I mean, his uh, arm is basically useless. that makes sense, sure, but no, no, I don't the, even the remember them is, establishing the one, that. He, no, no, no. He wasn't the one who made the choice. The doctors made the choice for him. <laughs> but what fucking doctor on the planet would do that? That is, that is the, insane. The you're, in and you're questioning me. Listen, Phil, you're questioning the logistics behind the actual experiment. That's one thing, and I understand that. I'm questioning what sane doctor on the planet would willingly cut a dead man's arm off and put it on the body of a living man have to replace science? his own Have arm. you seen doctors? Have you seen that? It's, I have. There's literally, there are literally doctors who will cut people open to put other organs from other people's bodies in them. They're not that Was he crazy. an organ donor? <laughs> Was he an organ donor? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're thinking... I feel like we're thinking a bit too hard about this. Let's continue on. No. Apparently, we have to spend 20 fucking minutes on the logistics of transplanting arms. <laughs> Listen. In a show where a fucking amnesiatic chef... Kicks God in the face! Listen. This is the, the biggest sh- problem, apparently. The shit about Kino's arm is not even the dumbest thing about him. So, I know. That's the best part. That's the best part. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyways. Uh, give me a second. Don't get my yeah. breath. <laughs> <coughs> Look, okay. Oh, shit. So the, the thing about the thing with Kino that I was that again that I said it already, but th- that I have to reiterate is the fact that no matter how you look at it, his character is one hundred percent needless. Because I understand that they're tr- and, and and again this goes back to what we were talking with Gills. I understand they're trying to show that yes, since people can become Agito, of course there's going to be a few running around. But again, we already had Gills doing that. And you introduced Kino so late in the game, trying to get us to give a shit about literally whatever. That's like, I'm sorry, but no, I, I don't care. I, I don't care about Kino. He, he's superfluous to me. If you wrote him out of the show, the show would have been 20 episodes shorter. <laughs> like, easily. I think, see, I think the thing is that, like, immediately there's no real direction for him is that, he wants to be the only Agito, so he turns on everybody else and starts trying to kill them. Why? For what reason does he have to do this? He has no motive to want to try and kill the other Agitos. He has no motive to start pretending like he's the one and true Agito to the police. For that matter, the police have no... Hikawa especially has no reason to immediately believe that he is the one true Agito. That's a thing that the show never really touches on, is that Despite the fact that he has a very obviously different suit, everybody just kind of keeps thinking he's the real Agito, which is never elaborated on. I don't know if that was just like a, like an artistic thing or they just need an excuse for a new suit. Because it's like every other fucking Agito we end up seeing is just the base Agito suit. They don't get their own unique suit. So I don't know if that it's was just weird, a yeah. to sell toys thing or 
it was just like because otherwise that we would have two Agitos on screen. So I, mean, I understand in that regard, but like it doesn't make any sense for Hikawa especially to think he looks the same person. So, again, the show never especially really... when he's gotten his ass saved by him multiple times. Yeah, and then like there's the whole arc about him pretending to be the one uh, the one true Agito. It's like, oh, now he's begging the cops for stuff, and he's trying to tell him, like, oh, you need to kill this guy. He's a danger. You need to do this. You need to do that. And, like, this doesn't make... Why is he doing this now? Something's fishy about it. And then Hikawa's just kind of going along with it because of, I don't know, idol worship or something like that? It's weird. Yeah, he's, he's got, like, a hard-on for Agito. I mean, sure, that makes sense, too, but, like, the fact that he never at any point questions what the fuck's going on with Kino up until everybody else around him starts doing it is just it's kind of needless like the whole it's thing weird about... to say but they're kind of they're they kind of dumb <coughs> hikawa for the sake of the plot point yeah the, the whole the whole evil writer thing is just kind of unnecessary in this show i don't really know why they did it i would have been fine if there was again there was just another agito running around for a little while and then he just again he dies or whatever that'd be one thing but he Kino is just kind of this weird tumor on the plot for the new, like the last major arc, because he doesn't doesn't even really do anything significant. Really, he he just kind of chases around the other mutants for some time, and that, that's it, about it's it. It's weird because like, <clears throat> again, I understand what he was trying to represent, but what he was trying to represent has already been done with Gills, and you could even argue that okay. Gills and Agito are special exceptions that they get the full form. Everybody else that has the Agito seed in them is more just getting superpowers. It's like, that makes sense, doesn't it? That all these mutants would get different powers. Like, so I don't, again, it just feels needless. And it sucks because I think Kino's actor did an okay job with what he did. Better than he probably should have, honestly. Yeah, he's a really good actor. He does well. It's just... the character they give really him nothing have any yeah he doesn't really have any reason to be here and he doesn't really have that good material to work with and it also sucks because i actually mm, it also sucks because i actually really do like his suit <laughs> i actually like his suit it's, it's pretty it's pretty uh grotesque and i kind of it's, i'm kind of into it's a more it monstrous form of agito like a dark reflection of what could be another agito perhaps yes oh, man, I, oh, man, I, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but, like, I, I hope we see him soon. I will say, speaking of his incredibly convoluted name, I loved in the Go Rider special when he comes back for that. He starts he he starts yelling at I forget who he was yelling. I think he was yelling at Emu. He's just like, I'm another Agito. He's just like, what the fuck? Like Emu was just like, what the? He doesn't even react to that. He should have been like, what the fuck is an Agito? Who are you? What are you yelling at me? I'm another one. It's like he's just like the there was a first one. <laughs> You're the sequel. We couldn't even get the real one. Shit. Well, yeah, Diet was... Agito. <laughs> Shasta Agito. Do you not realize, oh. kid, that all of us are dead? All of us riders. No, are no, dead. CJ, CJ, CJ. Gills would be Diet Agito. Another Agito would be like Shasta Agito. Diet RC. No, no, like RC Cola, like I, Diet RC Cola. Gonna, no, 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 no. He'd be like uh He's Coke Zero. Like Agito Max. He'd be like, oh no, weird sublime sodas that nobody drinks, but they still exist. 
You mean like you mean like Coca Cola Starlight? Yes. Yeah. I drank that once and it almost gave me fucking diabetes. Wait a minute. What's what's the difference? What alkaline soda? That's a thing. What? <laughs> and. Okay, Phil. Uh, okay, anyways. anyways. So, uh, on from another Agito, let's talk about the G3 unit. Starting with our favorite midget, Ozawa. You know what? Ozawa, she I'd is... say, like, is one of those characters nowadays whom you'd probably see everyone on Twitter saying, she deserves to be, a f- like, a female writer. Oh, my God, queen. Oh my... Okay. I, that's also... Oh, my God, yes. yes slay. Slay. I was literally about to say oh. that. People, you want your strong female characters in writer... Watch this! Ozawa! Ozawa is Ozawa's a really damn fine character. Oh, yeah. She is. Agreed. Oh, yeah. I lo- it's, it, look, Ozawa in this show is fantastic. She is. She is such a good character, and she doesn't even do, a, a, like, I shouldn't say a lot, but she doesn't do that much. But what she does do not only <clears throat> impacts the story, but it impacts the fucking characters. And that's... That's great, honestly. She's fucking great. She's a very active figure in the plot, and her personality is very... <clears throat> I would almost say atypical for this series, because she's she's a very abrasive person, a very negative person. She always has something bad to say about basically everybody except for Hikawa and most of the other heroes. She's always got something to bitch about. She's always got some kind of problem. She's always got a snide remark or a mean thing to say. And that's not like a negative thing about the character. It makes her stand out from everybody else. And I like that too, is that like she's, she's just kind of this horrible person just in general. She's she's rude, abrasive, kind of a bitch, an alcoholic, and She's the most entertaining character on the show because of it. <laughs> the woman can down five giant jugs of cold, giant frosted mugs of cold beer and still not get drunk. She's a champ. She's the type of person she, you'd want look, to go drinking with. <laughs> yes. She, she's she one is of the just a fun character. She is just a fun character all around. And everything about her just works. Like it just works, and she, again, she doesn't do. She she's not like the main focus, but what she does do it helps out with the story, and it's great. I like she it. has she has a lot of agency as a character. Her role is that she created the G three unit, so she's kind of the one in charge of that. So her primary role is being the liaison between Hikawa and the rest of the police force. She's the one who's constantly having to drag themselves out of the fire. They end up getting dragged into because of bullshit politicking behind the scenes uh mostly hojo most mostly because of that dickhead hojo uh and it because again she's got that very abrasive unprofessional attitude that it it leads to her just kind of a very ingenious way of solving problems yeah she's she's the the loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules (laughs) she's not actively in the field or anything She's there at the desk, but she's the one who's, like, running around, like, talking shit to superiors and saying, fuck the rules, fuck protocol. Yeah. And so she's the one who takes the the brunts for those problems, but that allows Hikawa to do what he needs to do as a good guy. And she's the best kinda, part about that is the yeah. fact that she's abrasive, but they constantly bring it up. She's the smartest person in the room, so she knows what she's fucking doing. Even one of her, she's abrasive for a reason. Even one of exactly. her own professors 
actual when they're trying to make the this uh, they're trying to make Ryder <laughs> the V one V one and G three X. She literally goes to her professor, uh, a professor of hers in college, who's working on the V one, and he literally says, "You were one of my greatest students, but I always hated you because you I always hated you for that." And even when he even even he helps he helps saying like after V one basically gets like tanked, he says, "Look, I made you this." It's up to you whether it's it's gonna like help out a bit if you look if you can put this if you're willing to put it aside put it in there you'll do it you have an amazing machine <coughs> and despite that she does it she puts it in knowing that Hikawa is the best person to do this and she want and to make it easier for him she puts it in there she know which it's basically saying she has her abrasiveness. She has her rudeness, but she knows when she needs to do the right thing, and she knows when she needs to do something from other people's critiques. Yes, that, like that's like I said, like she's she's still the smartest person. I mean, fuck's sake, they 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 literally give her a number. She has an IQ of one hundred and eighty, so she's a smart little chick. She has a and lot she knows of agency, doing. despite being a secondary character to the plot. Yeah, I I and do honestly, she's great. Um. The, did we have the other guy? Uh, <coughs> Amoral. I'm going to be honest. Uh, he, he's kind of a dick. He's a whiny little baby. He, he's, he's a little a, bitch. He's a coward. He's a little bitch. Like, <coughs> I noticed this again going through, and I was talking about it with you guys a little bit before we started, like a day or two ago. He starts off as being, like, the the normal guy. He's, like, he's, he's supposed to be, like, the scully of the group, where he doesn't really believe in any of the supernatural shit or any of the monsters. He's just kind of there because he needed something more glamorous than being a theater maid, basically. And yeah, yeah. he's just kind of like, he just kind of goes along with whatever happens. He has no real loyalty to the team. So like he'll, he'll fucking side against the G3 unit. If he needs to, he's kind of like a little backstabber. He's kind of just like, he's just, kinda, he doesn't really mesh with the team, but, but I think, I don't know if it was just his natural, like, wimpiness shining through as an actor, or it was just in no way found him that boring. He just becomes, like, the fucking punching bag of the team. He's just there to be the bitch. He's basically there for everybody to make fun of and to be, be laughed at. And again, it's like you said, there's multiple times where he just goes behind their back for no reason, really. And it's like, why? Aren't these, pe- aren't these people supposed to be, like... Your partners, you know, thick as thieves sort of thing. Why are you just saying, hey, fuck you? That's, I, I don't know. There, there's just something, there's just something off about the idea of him just being such a fucking wimp. And I hated him. He's such a stupid character. Like, I think overall when, like, looking at Omuro, like, basically, like, all the yakiniku were like the barbecued meat scenes. It's like... Okay, no, I could see why he's just getting constantly shit on here. I feel bad, but it's also hilarious. But, like, it, it comes to a point, like, especially with the, like, the actual final, like, two, like, two, three episodes. It, like, I, I feel like that, like, well, we would call that, like, a heel term, right? I'm just trying to get my wrestling terminology down correctly, right? Going, going full baddie? Yeah, going yeah. on full baddie. Just, like, that one felt very forced, I think. And I think, if anything, well, everything about that final arc was just kind of stupid, but that's neither here nor there. 
But the fact that they let him wear the G3 suits fucking pathetic. Yeah, like, I think had they done him, like, working alongside Hikawa as, like, regular G3, alongside G3X, you could have done something there. And let him see, it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is, like, yeah, this is kind of the world you're thrown into. You just kind of have to accept that none of this makes sense. Somehow, someone pissed off God enough to just get God killing humans. But I think overall, with, like, Omuro, like... He's just such a non-character, I think. It's just like, yeah. why, why even have him in the first place? Exactly. He he serves no real role. I, he's just kind of there to fill out the cast, I guess. To have somebody for for Ozawa and Hikawa to play off of, I suppose. But, I mean, that's what Hojo's there for <laughs> most of the time. Is to be the one for them to play off of and for things to happen regarding. He's there. I mean, to... shit. He, he, he barely shows up after, after a certain point. When Hojo's around. Yeah. <clears throat> it just feels off to, for him to be there, and I didn't like him. But let's talk about Hojo. Speaking of Hojo, uh, he, the biggest what an asshole. asshole on the planet. What a fucking asshole. Can I get... I f- Sorry, go, go on. ahead. No, I was going to say... No, what I want to say was... Uh, no, no, you guys say it first. I'll say it later. I'll say it later. No, just, just say no, it, because I know what you're going to say. No, I was going to say... I don't really think he's that bad of a guy. Oh, granted, he's an asshole. He's a major asshole. He's a chauvinist. He's oh, he's cocky. He thinks he's better than... Well, then again, that's cockiness. But... He, he constantly manipulates people to do his bidding. He constantly manipulates the superiors to see the, the worst in people. Yes, but in the end... But... but he... That's... <coughs> even Kono. Kono says, that's just him. Deep down, he's... He's a nice guy. I think. I think what the problem is. He is. He's also ambitious. Sure about that? I don't know. I had fifty-one episodes to show you the exact fucking. Okay, here's bill. the problem. He's too ambitious. He's too ambitious. That's the problem. <laughs> and ambition can make you cocky and manipulative. I, I never. I didn't think he was a bad guy. I think honestly, he just. That's just how he came off. And he, in the end, he still did do the right thing. He did put. He didn't put. He. Put his arrogance aside when the time needed to, and he would help when he had to. Like Phil, really trying to advocate for the devil, right? I'm not advocating for the devil. What I'm saying is, he's not. A, he's, he's more like advocating well, for like Beelzebub or something like, like that. He's not I like think, the devil, but he's close. Like I, I think, yeah. like in terms of Hojo, like there are definitely, there are definitely times when it's like, okay, he's not an extremely bad character, but though, like I'd say, definitely near the end. He has a major character regression, which makes no <coughs> sense. And I think that's kind of my biggest problem, because, like, he's the character is like, okay, no, I, I really hate him, to the point of, like, okay, he's just kind of here to do what he has to do. To the point of, like, okay, like, whatever. And now it's just, how the hell did you d- fuck over your own logic? It, it definitely <sighs> it definitely felt, at a certain point, that Inoue saw Hojo and thought, I need to turn this guy around before it's too late, but didn't realize that by that point, everybody fucking hated this guy already. It, it's it's like what they tried to do with Kaixa and Fize, only a bit worse because this guy isn't a writer on like Kaixa. Like, <laughs> he, they tried to turn the shit around. Well, he around. was for like one episode. Uh, that she's, G3 doesn't count. Uh, like he, They tried to turn the ship around on him so late in the game that's like, oh, yeah, you did something right. But that's because, again, it's it's the thing of, you did something right, but you're doing it right because you know if you don't do it, 
there's it's going to have major consequences beyond just your fucking job. That doesn't make you a good person. That just makes you not want to die. You know, it's it's self-preservation, not uh it's self-preservation, not charity. And I don't see I don't see what Hojo does as a good thing. He's still just doing it to save his own ass at the end of the day. Yeah, a majority of his actions are self-serving. Whether they end up having benefit to the uh, the whole is kind of secondary to his motives. Exactly. His entire motive for hating Hikawa, hating Ozawa, and hating G three, and constantly being out, going out of his way to fuck with them, is because he's a bitter little bitch because he didn't get picked to be G three because he thinks that they're pulling politicking bullshit with Hikawa because he did something special. He did. He was involved with the Akatsuki incident, so. He thinks that it's bullshit politicking to to give him a promotion or something. That he feels that he deserved being G three, so his the entire one, motive yeah. for fucking with them and trying to backstab them and setting up all this shit to try and take out Agito, despite the fact that they, he has no good reason to, is all just spite Hikawa and Ozawa. The one and, thing that he does that is objectively good in anyone's eyes is taking in his former mentor for murder. But even then, even then, there's still a slight hint of, well, if I let this guy go free, that's going to look bad on me. Well, it's weird. Yes and no, because I will agree with Phil in that there are definitely moments where he kind of, he reaps what he sows and he realizes the error of his ways and he Mm -hmm. makes up for it. But at the same time, he also ends up regressing after those points. Like again, there's the incident where there's the incident where uh, he gets his old uh, mentor to come in to audit the G three unit, and who tries to fuck them over and tries to make them look like a bunch of idiots. And he knows that he's going to make them look like a bunch of idiots because that's going to get his way. But when he discovers that his mentor was doing so not out of genuine uh, a genuine plan to kind of reform the G3 unit, but rather to cover up his own misdeeds. Not only does he immediately go back on anything he had said, but he, he actively works to resolve the situation. And he doesn't, like, gloat about it, or he doesn't, like, make a big deal about how he helped them. He's like, okay, I made a mistake here. I need to fix this, and I'm just going to kind of let this one slide. But at the same time, he never really, like, learns from those incidents. Like, there's his multiple plans of trying to capture Agito. And he never really has any good reason to want to capture Agito. Like, early on, it's like, oh, we're going to fucking brainwash Agito and make him a weapon. Because, uh, evil, I guess. And he never really has any good reason for wanting to do that. Because, like, he he has no reason to assume Agito is evil. He has no reason to assume that Agito is connected to the unknown for any real reason. I mean, much like with Kuga and nobody really trusting uh, Kuga at all with the police in the Grongi. It's kind of understandable because you got a fucking superpowered mutant run around fighting other superpowered mutants. There's that kind of natural element of humanity is fearful of change and progress, which is kind of the overarching plot of the show too but uh, but hojo personally never has any good reason 
to want to capture Agutel or kill Agutel or take out gills or do anything other than murder the unknown. So he'll repeatedly backstab people who are on the same side as him and who agree with his motives just for the sake of backstabbing him. And then when he learns that lesson, he'll forget about that lesson. And it's not even like a case where, okay, it's fine that he forgets this lesson because that's his own petty bullshit. Like, no, it's him learning you can't be a petty asshole about this and then just forgetting about it. And it's not, and like Jay said, it's not even like he's pushing it to the sideline. It's literally, it feels like he just, it just didn't happen. Like after, after around the, the midpoint of the show, when he finds out that Shoichi is Agito and he realizes that, oh, Agito is just some fucking nitwit with superpowers. Okay. I've been wasting my time this whole time. And then for some no some fucking reason, ten episodes later, he's like, okay, we're going to kill Agito again, and we're going to protect the fucking unknown, and we're going to let them murder Agito's because reasons. And there is never any good reason Hojo has given that he wants to do this. And there is no real reason why the police suddenly do a fucking 180 that they're going to just start allowing the unknown to run around and murder people because fucking dr kemp shows up for some reason i don't know who the hell he is in regards to this show i don't know what his involvement with those the police because they never mention it but he's just like yeah we're going to let the fucking muties hang which in any other circumstance i'd be fine with fuck the muties but it just felt weird again it it feels completely at odds with everything the show had established up to that point and it feels very very baffling the police under any circumstances would just let this happen that even like unless this guy is like the fucking prime minister or something there is no reason on earth the police would willingly allow these fucking super powered monsters to run around murdering innocent people not even in the fucking X-Men would this shit happen. Would they let superpowered monsters run around killing people just because they're muties? Even uh, then, yeah. even the mutie hate would be put aside because there are fucking serial killer monsters running around. That's a more pressing concern than some fucking kid who can fart fire. I don't care how voraciously you hate muties. I fucking hate muties. <laughs> but even I am like, yeah, this is a situation where we're gonna we're not gonna not kill the we're just we're just not gonna kill the muties right now. We're gonna keep them safe so we can do it later. We don't the, need. The, to, the, it's fucking baffling. God. And the thing is, I can almost see what you're trying to go for, Phil. But like Jay said, he regresses and turns around and backstabs and almost inverts at some points so much that it's like. If that was the idea Inoue wanted to go to, it's like he didn't want it to... It's it's like he kept trying to not make it happen too early. And he kept doing it so many times that at a certain point it's like, well, I don't care if you do it now because this guy has regressed so many times that I think he's just going to fucking do it again. Oh, like, he's, he's just... At a certain point, he's probably going to just shoot Ozawa in the fucking head. Like, especially in the finale when he decides to 
go against yeah. the, uh, the police operators, it. and he lets Hikawa steal G3 to go fight the final battle. Mm-hmm. And it's treated as, like, a big triumphant moment of him finally learning his lesson, but, like, he had already learned this lesson three times by now. He already went through this character arc, and he immediately reverts <laughs> again anyways in the fucking epilogue, so it wasn't even really worth the time to begin with. Like, well, I, I think... I think the thing here with, like, uh, Tojo here is basically, well, like, I, I think he was getting better as he was, like, actively more investigating, like, the Akatsuki goal and, like, everything regarding the Akatsuki and whatnot. However, yeah, like, this final arc, it's a giant regression. It's a giant, like, 180 to the point of, like, this makes literal no sense. And, like, to the point of where even at the end of the, like, at the literal final episode... When they talk about, it's like, oh yeah, like, we gotta kill the Agitos and protect the unknown. It's like, like, they even point, it's like, what kind of idiot, like, we aren't that dumb to actually pass that kind of law to create a mass genocide. <laughs> you're, you're basically so asking like, for the Holocaust really, what, was what the, the fuck, Hojo? Yeah. Again, it's, it, I can see what you're going for, Phil, but in this show, it didn't work. I, w- I will say... That even though Hojo very rarely gets any comeuppance for his bullshit, when he does, it's very worth it. Like, there's there's the early one where he finally gets his wish and he finally gets to become G3. And he immediately wusses out and, and runs away out. during a fight. Because he, he couldn't shoot the monster once and win. So fuck it, I'm out of here. And immediately, everybody in the police force calls him out on his bullshit. Or my personal favorite is when he's finally figured out Shoichi is Agito and he's interrogating Agito and he's he's trying to like he's trying to break Shoichi and he's trying to like make him subservient or I don't remember exactly what the fuck is playing. He was trying to do like some shit. He was he was trying to get Shoichi to be like his pet basically. Yeah. And Ozawa shows up to basically break out Shoichi to go fight the monsters. And Hojo goes on this long-winded rant about, like, police protocol and Ozawa's morals and all this. And Ozawa's just like, I don't fucking have time for this. And just kicks him right in the dick and runs off. Legit. She really legit, She literally does. Right in the nads. <laughs> and I love it. I love it, too, where he's just, just like, they, they also... he's like, my balls still hurt. Like, four episodes later. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> he's still mad about it. <laughs> he what the he heck was literally he doing just went there to gloat. What the hell was he doing in London? And they they kind of set up like a weird thing of like he was he maybe has like a crush on Ozawa. Like he he kind of has a thing for her, and that's why he's been. He's just I mean, a after big you get sundere. kicked in the balls so many times, sundere, yeah. Like I don't know. I, I it's wasn't not like entirely... I made this V one to because I like you or anything. But yeah. Yeah, it's not like I cannibalized a bunch of metal heroes for this dumb power. Dude, that was so fucking funny to see that uh, suit. That suit was pathetic. Uh, I, I, uh, it, I mean, just got V one uh, man. What the so fuck? So who who else do we who else do we need to talk to about? Because uh, really, the other ones are superfluous. Well, there Ma- there's the the family Mana? the last name I forget. Uh, but most of them are basically well. There's the kid who doesn't matter at all. Uh, there's Mana, who. This is this is uh this is before she had the best ass in Japan and before she became Shelly Duvall. Yes. 
But she's no, she's she still have the best dance in Japan. Well, okay. Here's the thing. The best ass in Japan that belong that's a top of the one but in Chad, Japan. Chad, so you, let's not check uh, not question it, okay? Oh no. <laughs> hey, they don't need to know where I am. All they need to know is that uh, I Rainy Champ, baby. Anyways, but yeah, like <laughs> Raining um, Champ only, in exile. The only one the only one who really matters <laughs> of the family. I mean, no, I, I shouldn't say the only one. The the father or the uncle matters a little bit as well. But Mon's a one too. He doesn't end up mattering until the last like 10 episodes when he's suddenly incredibly relevant to the plot which granted they they had already established up to that point is that he had been doing research into like supernatural shit and he already had some connection to that and of course his brother mama's dad was kind of involved with that too but like then they start immediately tying him in with shoichi's sister and uh the other shoichi and all the other shit that's going on and it feels a little like it feels like Inoue needed a way to resolve this plot, and basically everybody who could is either dead or has no reason to tell Shoichi. Still, uh, he's fine. They're they're all fine as characters. Uh, what's his name? The little boy. He was kind of annoying, but he never really did anything, so he's kind of forgettable. Yeah. The, uh, the uncle's fun as like a goofy yeah. character, but when he starts getting, he's a good actor. He's good when he's serious and he's good when he's goofy. But once he his character started becoming more serious and involved with the plot, it it started to lose me. But again, that's just more just because it ended up being a little contrived. Like I, I think there was all there's definitely clearly foreshadowing with him, especially with the coffee mug near the beginning. But then just like it's. I think it's played off way too late with, I guess, literally little build-up by that point, which makes... It, it does definitely feel a lot more contrived to the point of where it's like, they, they should have just forgotten, either forgotten that plot point or played it somehow differently. Yeah, I would agree with you there, where I think because the amnesia plot took so long to resolve, they couldn't also resolve that plot until it was, so... the. Yeah, I do remember there being a little more foreshadowing early on, but then it just kind of disappears for a while. So it ends up feeling a little more contrived near the end of the show because we already forgot about all the foreshadowing. It was all way earlier. Mm. Uh, what is there to say about Mana? I mean, she's a she's a major character, but like, I no, you know, can't... it's weird. She's not okay as a character. There's nothing as a plot point. She's important. She she is a plot she's point. She's not a character. It's weird to say it like that, but like when you really look at her, she, her character is just whiny teenage girl. As, as a, but she is honestly one of the most important things in the plot. And I and I say thing because it's like an item in a fucking video game. They just pop her out whenever they need her. Like it's weird. It's weird. And the thing is, like, her actress is fine. The performance is whatever. She can get kind of annoying, but it's she. She's she's not a character. She's just a plot point. At least that's how she comes off on the screen. For the most part, I would agree. Um, I like her as kind of a foil to Shoichi's goofiness, where she's a little more serious. She's the one who's kind of trying to goad Shoichi into actually solving the mystery of his life and. She ends up 
having to solve the mystery for him and i liked that angle and her being a psychic as well is played pretty well and it leads to her naturally getting involved in the akatsuki plot and kind of uncovering stuff and i like that she kind of develops a friendship with hikawa too i like her character i like her involvements with the plots and everything but i couldn't describe her character she's not very she's a teenage girl that's how i like to say it no question did it kind of feel like they were trying to she was trying to get like a relationship going with Shoji. It, it that was feels like it, but at the same time, I would say it's I more. Can see it. She has grown fond of him as a brother or, or just like, a family member. I okay. I could say this if they if they had done something like that with with the, when they brought them back for Zio for Gio, I could see that because they're they're a lot older now. But again, it's still yeah. It's it's the uh, I would I wouldn't necessarily say sibling. I think she sees Shoichi more as like a father figure, where her uh, uncle is her uncle doesn't really fit the role of the father that she's looking for, and she sees more of her dead dad in Shoichi, so she kind of naturally implants onto him. That's the way I kind of interpret because you look at like the flashbacks with her dad, and her dad kind of acts a lot like Shoichi does. Or, or like, or I mean, shit—the whole thing with the the hand, okay. like her measuring her his her hand with his and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so Jay, what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, Jay, it's fatherless it's behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> oh no, because just like I, I see where y'all are coming with that. Just like I don't know, I got mixed versions of both. It's just I like, definitely think there is like, there is okay. a like, bit I of a spark between the two where. I I don't think Inoue intended for them to be like a romantic thing. I think he did intend it to be more of like a, a like familial a familial thing. or yeah. like a. It, it like just a, it just kind of, of like comes off that way with it, basically. Yeah, but I, it, I think. It, it, but then then again, we're talking about. Then again, uh, she is a teenage girl, so I think it it might also be a little bit of that where there is the mysterious older man in her life where she kind of wants that. But again, I think that kind of falls into the father figure role where is it meant to be like a romantic interest or is it like a familial fatherly love i i, I chalk it up to how the actors play i think out. it's i think it's yeah. ambiguous I enough see... where you would have a decent argument for one way or the other but i don't think that was the intent considering Cause... how Inoue usually writes his romances he goes full uh, on with soap opera shit so yeah he he, he... That's it also very ambi- true. It is ambiguous because remember, remember the, the episode when I forget what her name was, uh, 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 Maya or something. The the girl who was uh, who pretended to be Shoichi's uh, girlfriend. When Ma- uh, Mana at one point makes like an entire bento for Shoichi, and she starts getting jealous of uh, of, the, uh, of this woman and throwing and basically throwing away the food. That could be seen in uh, in a way as a. A lover basically being dis- being upset with with their partner, or trying to find a father. Her, or not, or fa- yes, yeah. to, that, that's, that's why Jay said it's, it's that's, that's, that's why, a good yeah. that's actually a good example yeah. of what I mean is that it's ambiguous. Where yeah, that's why Jay way, said you could take it either the way. The way it's acted and the way that specific arc is written is is Mana upset that this woman who is allegedly Shoichi's girlfriend is coming in and stealing away Shoichi. Because she loves him, she wanted to be with him. Or is she upset because 
she's losing the father figure that she can no longer find to fill her the, her emotional void with. It's, uh, it's see, played I, ambiguously I, enough where it could be one way or the other. And I, I see, think I, that was good. I, I kind of go towards more the familial thing because even the uncle kind of says once Soichi came in, she really started to she, – she basically began to speak more, to come out more. Because she said when she first came in, she was so reserved with all of them. But once Soichi came in, she started to like come out of her bubble a little bit more. So I can see a bit more as the familial thing in that sense, because like, you know, when you're around your, your, you know, somebody you see as like a father figure and everything, you want to impress them and all that. So I can kind of see it that way. But again, like you said, really, you can make an argument for either or. Yeah. Personally, I don't believe it was meant to be romantic. I don't see it as that, but Mm -hmm. it's done in a way where you could argue that and it does have a reasonable way to argue it. I'm team father figure. Yeah. I am team... This still felt really weird, and just, um... Like, I, I definitely see both, and just, like, I couldn't help but notice, like, the romantic undertones, which I'm pretty sure it wasn't supposed to be, but it's like... Well, even if yeah, even if like, it was man, meant to be, like, off. a romantic like, thing, kind of I guess feeling, you could know? just kind of chalk that up to, like, a... Like a cultural thing, because how old is Mana said to be again? She's like... Oh, dude, she's like 15, 16. Or, yeah, and then Sho- Shoichi's like, like twenty one, early twenties. So no, he no, he's uh the canonical age is twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like she's like twelve and he's in his thirties or anything like that. I mean, it's still like it's still a very questionable age difference. But if you look at it like the you know if you consider what ages people are considered adults in Japan and everything like that, it's a little less weird, but it's still weird because of. She's definitely more still a kid in the show. She's still mm-hmm. kind of going through that. It's oh, a four naturally, to, of course. It's a four to five year age difference, but if, if they did go with the romantic subplot, I could see it in Zio when they're a little bit older and they're more and they're more like you know, like they, they're more I'll put it like this. They're, they're more if it mature. Was as, of course. meant to be romantic, I think it would have been a little more not necessarily obvious, but I think it would have a little bit more one sided where it would have been more overt that was what she wanted, but I think it would have also been more obvious that Shoichi's not interested in that, and that she's kind of trying in vain. So, but again, yeah, I th- it would have had to have been. I think because it would have looked Inoue weird. Sorry, does on. that whole plot line with the characters in a way where you could argue any specific angle, and I think yeah. it would work. Um, so we talked a lot about that. So let's touch on uh. Let's touch on our two villains. Uh, that's the last. That's, that's all we got left here. Uh, first of all, we've got our guy Gowser back. The, um, <laughs> man, honestly, I, I didn't gotta recognize s- him at first. I gotta say, I really, I really enjoyed going back to Agito after watching Shanzarian, where, where I went into Shanzarian and he shows up. I'm like, oh shit, it's the guy from Agito. And then now I'm watching Agito. Oh shit! It's the guy from Chenzerian. It's like oh shit! It's Gowser. I was I was kind of I was it was a nice little moment there where like it kind of it's it's a nice little uh, it's 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 poetry. It rhymes, you know. Son of a bitch! I was about to say <laughs> that. Uh, so if we can make Mono work, it's if we can make Tai Chi work, because <laughs> he's a funnier character than we've had before. Uh, so the the short version is is that uh, he is the real Shoichi. 
he spends most of the show under the alias Tetsuya Sawaki, which is, of course, Shoichi's real name, because I, I'll say I think they kind of revealed that one a little too early, because he, he's writing out Shoichi's name on the the, uh, the entry ticket at the hospital, and then he throws it away and writes the other name, where it's like, okay, so obviously he's the real Shoichi. I think that one was revealed a little too too early on. Uh, but I liked he. I think it's interesting again going from Shanzarian again where he's a very different character he's more reserved he's more of a a spirit his whole thing is that he kind of ends up being the sidekick to the real big bad and he's kind of like an intermediary between him and the other Agitos in humanity where his whole involvement with the plot is that he was in love with Shoichi's sister who turned out to be an Agito, and that kind of fucked him up for life. And that led to him kind of developing a grudge for the Agitos, and that led to him teaming up with the real big bad. But then he kind of starts to learn the error of his ways, and he starts to betray betray the villain, and he starts to try and protect the Agitos. And I like that, and I like that he, he starts to learn that humanity is fucked, but humanity is not, you know, completely fucked. They still have a chance. And I like that. I like that arc with him. But he's more of a passive character. He's just kind of there in the background, kind of pushing stuff along and directing other characters. He himself doesn't do a whole lot in the show, but I think that's fine. I think that works for the character as he's written. I I mean, he again, you've pretty much said it yourself. I like it. He's cool. He's fine. And I do like the... uh, I do like the idea behind him. I just... I don't know. At a certain point, I kind of just found him boring. It, again, he's not—he's not supposed to be this exciting villain. But I feel like there was still just, just a little well, bit he's more. He's not they even really like a villain. Yeah, I, I was about to say. It's more or less like he's just—I I think he's just basically the basic definition of a side character. Literally, just someone on the side, just either there to either explain the plot or either pretty much yeah he, he's an observer the in the literal role, sense of the word i think yeah he's kinda, it's he's weird like... it's weird because again he's yeah. he, and the idea with him and soichi uh, soichi sits yeah fuck my life soichi's <laughs> sister there, there we, we go. go had a bit of the jays there um <laughs> i i like that idea <laughs> and i do like that he has almost this this weird sort of just like uh, not, I should say weird sort of uh, just this pure guilt over it. And I like that idea again. It just, I don't know. I feel like they didn't do enough with, of it with it though. I feel like there could have been a bit more there, but I don't know. I think that's just me. Hmm. Uh, I think he's used enough as a character, but I can kind of understand where you mean where if he had, if he was more active, actively engaged, I think it would have been more interesting for him, but at the same time, that wasn't really the character that he's set up as. Yeah, exactly. He's, ca- he's there. He's there to be an observer to the events going on. He's there to be taught a lesson by the villains, by the unknown and their master. And he doesn't really have any reason to engage, but his own morals involve force him to end up engaging as penance for his own inaction earlier and the stuff that happened with uh, his girlfriend, Shoichi's mm-hmm. sister, and all. He should have just turned into Gowser halfway through, honestly. 
listen, but that would have made shit. sense. Shazarian didn't make any sense to begin with. I'd be also, fine with him also to show Jay. it. Also, I didn't. Yeah, because you're a bitch. I didn't even fully Jay. finish Shazarian. Shazarian was. Hey yo, Jay. So so you're we're, so Jay. We're used to uh, how I've he seen looks like dreams. in those two shows, right? Have you yeah. seen what he looks like now? Oh yeah, no, he uh, he did not age great. He lost yeah. his he lost his luscious locks locks. Oh he lo- damn, he, he looks, looks like uh, he looks like, a he looks like those. He looks like the old perverts in bathhouses. I was gonna, I didn't want to go that route. You know what? That's I, I just what twenty one years like, are uh, gonna do to you. He looks like a background character in like a like a period drama, where he's just like an unassuming peasant character. With that <laughs> he, he's that guy who just goes noni. Yeah. Little did you know, he's so clear, I don't know. Was, Little did you know that random side <laughs> character. It was Honestly, you. dude, that was probably the best part about him is that he was Gowser. <laughs> Because yeah. I remember when you got fucked up by a bunch of tw- by a bunch of fifth graders. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. What a what a way to go out. So uh, now we have to talk about now we have to talk about. I still wish I Jesus. God Himself. Well, Jesus. We, well, there's there's two. Well, there's two overlords. There's overlord well, I can of explain darkness that. and overlord okay, of so light. Our, <laughs> our I like I like how you so matter of fact you say it. Our actual villain is. Well, they never identify anybody by name in the show, much like with Kuga, where all of the monsters have names, but they never, like, say any they of them. They don't... So, so our villains are the lords. He's right. The unknown, he, as he... they're called. And their leader is uh, some douchebag in a turtleneck. Uh, Steve Jobs. Know as the Overlord, or the Overlord of Darkness, as he is called. Uh, <laughs> or as they very briefly show for like 10 seconds in one episode i think his name is like theos or something like that if you if because there there's that part where uh they read the letter and it, it kind of explains the backstory and it's mostly readable english uh <laughs> mostly mostly it uses a very weird font but you can you can kind of make it out uh I think one of the art books had a translation for all of that. And with the weird painting in the opening, too. Uh, well, we've already said it like a billion times. Yeah, he's God. He's li- he's literally actual capital G God. That's the, the show doesn't make <laughs> the show is not ambiguous. I mean, look, at all. look, the, if 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 you needed if you needed <laughs> shut up, Phil, if you needed a legit like in your face, re- like if you needed something in your face to tell you that. He is God, and these are his angels. The fucking lords literally do, like, a sign of the cross every time they're about to kill somebody. I mean, it's not they, the they literal sign of the cross, but it's a fucking cross. They literally summon their powers from halos, yeah. Yeah, and halos. Yeah, fuck's sake! He's, for, just because he's a petty asshole, he started forming a cross with stars. Because he's just that extra, I guess. He is right! <laughs> Is it yep. also is it all supposed to be ironic that the, that his gender is actually I don't know. ambiguous? Look, I feel like that was probably the, the done whole on thing purpose. is kind of weird like, because the the way they establish it is he's just really mad that humanity is evolving. I guess you would say, but and this is my this is my big brain this is my big uh, theology brain here uh we've kind of been doing that for billions of years where the fuck were you when we came out of well, the goddamn ocean 
Well, the show kind of very briefly touches upon it in the weird segment where he's having a duel with himself in another different colored turtleneck who shows up on the boat to give Shoichi and the gang superpowers. So this is this is kind of like the deep lore of Agito that is only really touched <laughs> upon in like that one tiny little letter I mentioned and then like the art books. Okay. If you so, want to know about Agito, pause now. So the so the 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 quick TLDR of it is is that uh, this guy named Proms, who is the the overlord of light, the one in the uh, the white turtleneck, was one of the the L's, which is like the highest ranking of the lords. Uh, so so there's the overlord, and the then L's. there are the the L's, who are the uh, his. The L That's of a lot of L's to take. So literally, so. Proms, the Overlord of Light, was the L of Fire, and he betrayed the Overlord because he wanted to give humanity power. They were they were divided. The Overlord wanted humanity to stay as they were, as he created them. Uh, you know, obvi- we're obviously we're going to ignore the existence of evolution here. We're going to assume that this is going by Bible rules that humanity was created as is. That. <laughs> The Overlord feared humanity gaining power, specifically developing superpowers, supernatural abilities, becoming like the Lords, becoming like them, you know, ascending from their status as humanity as he molded them. That he was afraid of that. that Where the falling angel meets the rising ape. Basically. That he he was afraid of humanity evolving to become like the angels, like him. That he wanted them to stay as is and that he felt that their own power would corrupt and destroy his creation. And that, that was his whole motive for seeking out and trying to stamp out the Agitos is that he wanted humanity to stay the way they were so that he was their only protector that he wanted, he wanted his creation to stay pure and perfect and untainted. And he wanted to just exterminate any imperfections and so Proms, the Overlord of Light, he was like, "That's kind of fucked up, bro. We should we should let humanity guide their own course." And that's when he ended up betraying the Overlord. And if you see in the weird flashback where they're fighting, and you see all the meteors crashing down, so that was him. I don't remember exactly the situation behind it. It's something like he sacrificed his form or something, or he gave up his power. Or something like that. Basically, he spread his power throughout humanity. You know, he gave the gift of fire to humanity, as in, you know, the tale of Prometheus. Hence his name, Proms Prometheus. Um, that he he was the kind of the seed of the Agito, literally and metaphorically, because he wanted humanity to evolve on their own and grow beyond their original programming, essentially. So the Overlord's whole motive throughout the show and sending out the Lords to murder humanity, specifically murdering Agitos, is that he wanted humanity to stay as they were when he created them, and he feared any deviation, any evolution to his creation. And it's a good example of just because you're you have good he's a villain, but he's not evil. He has a good motive. He's trying to keep humanity safe from their own power, from their own potential devastation, that the corrupting influences of power on agents that have free will. But that 
also means that he's still an asshole because he's still murdering people and he's not giving them his creations the chance to grow on it on their own. And it's it's very interesting because the show kind of explains this, but does it in a very ambiguous way. The show is very it's very interesting in that that a lot of this is never really discussed in the show, but you can kind of piece this piece this together from the way he reacts and the stuff he says. And then he gets a little questionable during the final arc when he just says, fuck it, rocks fall, everyone dies. He starts, (laughs) he starts literally, literally rearranging the stars in the galaxy and beyond to, to fucking force people to kill themselves. Which, why is it that what, what, no, no, why, why is it that final bosses in a no, in, in no way, like final villains in, in Inoue shows always want to just go for the fuck it rocks fall everyone dies. Why I, does he always do this? Probably. Because, I know, I but mean, it's just so funny. It's just like it's so fucking I mean, like extra. It's like you know what? Fuck it. You're just gonna keep coming out. I'm gonna just blow up the earth. You guys suck. At least, at least, at least but in Agito, there is, is a good justification. God's by- pissed. But well, besides God is pissed as is usual. I mean, name name one story in the Bible that didn't start and end with God is pissed. Um, both all all the testament. He's he's a very Old Testament guy in that case, um, where he's he's nurturing yeah. of humanity and but he if he's crossed if his creations betray him he is has no forgiveness. He is just gonna fucking stamp you out just fucking thunderbolt to the face you're dead so so i think by that point in the show when he just says fuck it i'm gonna kill you all i think by that point there were so many agitos running around and specifically it was because shoichi himself had become so powerful he was able to actually hurt him where he's just like oh shit this has gotten too out of hand i just need to stamp this all out start over from the beginning well, he technically also had help from Hikawa on that point because Hikawa was shooting. Well, his well, giant well sure, but like, but like, okay, okay, but remember, at but the, at the shield. But think of it this way, yeah. The idea that's oh, like, sorry. It's the idea of basic, like it's the idea of like basically, okay, this guy isn't even an Agito. He hasn't even been touched by God, and basically, okay, he's kind of holding me off. Just think about what these Agitos can do now. I think it's just time for me. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I, I was gonna use the, uh, I was gonna story, use the yeah. example not, of, and I know Phil wouldn't get this example, but it's like Hikawa is like Hercule punching <laughs> Cell. It's not gonna hurt him, but then Cell's like Cell gets fucking shocked when Gohan kicks him in one fucking punch, and he's fucking dead. And yes, I know I said kick and punch in that sentence. Fuck off, Jay. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't gonna say anything because I didn't even <laughs> notice until you pointed it out. <laughs> But again, it's it's that thing where it's like, oh shit, I was so sure that none of you would ever be on my level, and now that you're on my level, I, I, I fuck it, just die, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not even gonna try, and I'm not even gonna try and win fair. But it's only one. That's Agito enough to kill you. Exactly, exactly Phil. Just, just one, one out of the the thousands of potential millions of Agitos has reached the point of being equal to God himself. That is that is unacceptable. That is the line that is drawn. It is time to end this hardcore style. That yes. is entirely what happens. Though it, 
though the whole story, like the whole logic behind the Overlord and the Elves and everything, it, it's like you said. It, it and yes, well, that's the point. That's kind of what I was. What I had said is that ju- he has a reasonable and an understandable motive, and it's ultimately a kind of a noble motive is that he's trying to save humanity from their own vices and their own mistakes but that still makes him a villain in our eyes because he's trying to exterminate humanity and keep us from evolving in a natural style and growing on our own he does he doesn't want us to have our own agency which is noble from his perspective but is villainous from our perspective and that that's yeah. what makes him a really fascinating villain So if we're going from a from a if we're looking at it at a biblical point of view, you could see it as the Overlord is essentially a god without without Lucifer tempting Adam and Eve, or if you're looking at or you well, can look at it as Prohms. I mean, if you want to be te- it, yeah, oh, wait, was I, I was gonna say if you want to be technical, uh, the Overlord of Fire or the Overlord of Light was still Lucifer at the end of the day. In in some in some way you could see him as I mean, Lucifer thema- thematically at least in that he is you know he is the morning star he's the bringer of light that is his role yes and that he is the one who tempted humanity with power and he, he literally gives him the, the the forbidden fruit in a sense L- literally in that sense yes <laughs> pretty much that and it that and it looked like the Overlord didn't actually want to kill him which was kind of like in Paradise Lost. Lucifer being the one loved above all others until Jesus and humanity came along and then he got picked. The Tokusatsu podcast is the best theological podcast you've never heard of. And and that again, that that also makes sense where (laughs) where the overlord of light is the only one who has a human form, unlike the other lords and the elves who all have monster forms. It's so weird how you you can that that one fucking scene, Jay, that one fucking scene takes a character that while definitely interesting wasn't anything crazy that one letter just opened the fucking floodgates oh yeah that that one fucking frame that is barely barely in frame it's like oh wow all this makes sense it's like it's like in no way did this to fuck with us in some way it's like i i i want you to pay attention to this i like it but i like it and it's cool it's Honestly, one of the most interesting motivations for a villain I've seen in one of these shows. Yeah, it's it's very atypical from writer both past and future. There there really isn't any other villain that like the Overlord that has a similar motive. All of them have all had their own they've all been evil in the sense. I think like in terms of like motives of being villainous or not, I think like Kazami is probably the second closest in the sense of he's not really evil per se, but he's his overall scheme and his overall goals are villainous in nature where he has a noble motive, but his actions are villainous. But I think the overlord kind of, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, ascends beyond that, where he is so disgusted with having to harm humanity that even though, again, that's the way they're doing the uh, the the little cross thing. The lords do that before they kill. It's like it's them like begging for forgiveness to having to kill humanity. It's them like a sign of penance, kind of. And it's it's 
very fascinating that there's all this there's this thought and effort put into the monsters and their hierarchy and their their lore and their motives that the show never touches upon because i mean it's really not necessary to but it's it's fascinating that it's there and you can kind of glean a lot of it just kind of from the little snippets that you get that's very it's very good writing like remember like remember the episode like this was early on when like the overlord like there's a scientist that was that found this device that was found on a beach that held i i'm going to say the dna of the of the overlord and she well, she's followed around by the overlord but then gets killed by one of by one of the by one of the tiger lords and even though he did the move it did the movements of asking for forgiveness the overlord still killed it and forced it to commit suicide because it didn't because it was mad that it was pissed off that even like, that it killed humans it's, well, it's she so went asking for forgiveness it's she so was a, she was it's a so weird it, it's so that's weird <clears throat> to see it because again it's it's like you said she wasn't an agito so the overlords even though they were killing relatively innocent people they they still had a moral code i just fucking love it it's 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 one of my favorite ver- it's one of my favorite things about Anoe where he doesn't have to spell it out for you it's right there watch the show twitter it's right there if you just if you just watch it it's it's plainly spelled out for you and i fucking love it i fucking love it seriously seriously guys you you want you want more story driven more mature rider series Go back to no, the past. Go back old. to the pre de- no, to the pre Deno oh, days. It doesn't have my flashy TV. It doesn't have my flashy Who the TV fuck cares? Nippon subs. Okay, oh my gosh. let me. You know what? You want to know what was? You want to know what was great about the older series? They took more risks. The camera angles were different. Hell, I'm watching Blade, and hell, even in Akito and Blade and fucking Ryuki, you have fight scenes that take place in in the middle of a city, in the what, middle up, of a Chad? crowded fucking Whoa. restaurant, up, in other places. You don't what, have that up, anymore. Chad? You don't get that anymore. Um, uh, okay. So, you know what? First off, I'll tell you this, though. No, I didn't even finish Agito. I stopped watching after episode two, and I just went to the <laughs> episode. It was so boring. Oh my gosh, the storytelling was so stupid, and all this theological bullshit was so stupid and slow. And oh my gosh, you know what? I didn't even. I only watched the Geo episode. This. I only watched the Geo episode. synopsis. I was waiting. I was waiting for the episode where Ryuki came. I had to watch. But anyways, I, I want, I want to, I, I, I need more time to watch. Ren is my favorite. Happy one year anniversary to uh, Toma running up the uh, rainbow staircase. Yeah. <laughs> yep. At the time of this recording, it is the anniversary episode. The episode anniversary of. If you, if you Toma can, if you compare Ren to the same like character. It, <laughs> Go for it, Chad. Go for it. Yeah, totally. But anyways, but anyways, though, but like with Agito, for example, I think. Definitely, it is a product of its time, and definitely, this is still after the era of basically breaking down the stereotype of Kamen Rider being a, like a simple children's show, as according to, like, uh, whatchamacallit, Oragiri Joe. And I, I think also, like, especially nowadays, like, there definitely was more of a emphasis and focus on the storytelling rather than having to sell the toys and everything else. 
and all the other spinoffs and callbacks that we have to do nowadays in recent writer, which is, is definitely more noticeable considering, like you said, the filming locales. Also, the fact that there's more people, but then again, this is also 2001 yes. when there's no <laughs> COVID, COVID wasn't even a thing. But like basically, that we know yeah, like literally, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, but like basically, yeah, no, like as you could clearly see, it's day and night from like recent writer series as of like early Heisei, in which of course everyone should go watch those seasons whether they like it or not. But I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's neither here nor there. No. Is anyone actually going to so... listen to this? Who knows? But we'll see. It relied less on the gimmick and selling a new and selling a new. So before we you get to the final the thoughts, just a couple of things real quick. Uh, just to touch up, two things. One, the music of the show is fucking fantastic, and I'm not even oh. just talking about the insert themes. Uh, the orchestral mm. score that they used in this show is fucking gorgeous. It is amazing. And I don't Absolutely. know who I don't know who fu- whose dick they sucked to allow them to get a full on orchestra for this, but do it again because it was fucking great. And of course, the insert themes are fucking amazing. Tell me one person alive that doesn't like believe yourself, and they will qu- very quickly not be alive anymore. That every, song is perfect. Every insert song in the show is great. Even the fucking motorcycle got an insert Machine song. Tornado. Machine Tornado got a fucking insert song. And that's Dude, a, that's the fucking bike good. got an insert. When was the last time a bike got anything? Fucking uh, Rider 71, I think, was the last time they did a song about the bike. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, if you look up... uh. Because I have I have the albums. If you look up the insert themes that weren't used in the show, there's insert themes for the Overlords. There's insert themes for G three, for Gills, for all the fucking Agito forms. It's insane. It's insane, and it's great. And of course, that goes to the opening theme, the original version, which is just fucking. It is sex. It is sex. Sexual. I actually like. I actually like the sex. I actually do kind of like the. That sucks, the sucks bro. It's all fucking Phil is the game. only person who has ever said that. It was. It was okay. No, no, no. Ready to go. Okay. You don't, you don't need to change your mind just for I, us. I, just, I like. I like. No, no, no. I like. I like some of the or, the orchestration that goes into it. It makes it more triumphant. But I will say the more mellow, the more mellow first version. He's still, still high up there. So Phil's wrong. Anyways, uh, so, but yeah, it's, <laughs> you knew it, you know it. Uh, but yes, every, all the music in the show is great. All the, all the, most of the fight scenes are fucking fantastic. I mean, they were really going crazy with some of those. Fu- I mean, shit, oh, yeah. there was a fight scene on top of a moving fucking car. How do you, ha- I don't care that that car was only going right. three miles an hour. That is still a moving vehicle and they're fighting on top of it. That's awesome. And then they crashed and they threw, they fucking threw the suit actors off a fucking moving vehicle onto other cars. I don't care. That was awesome. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. The, I think, uh. I think the show benefited from being early enough in the Heisei era where they were still, they were able to take experiment with the, the fight choreography a lot. Like, yeah. And they didn't really have to use CG, honestly. No, they, they barely used CG. Do, do, do you remember the CG they used when Mana yeah, like, got that fucking, that fucking bumper off a car? Uh, oh, uh, dude, that was so oh, bad. Oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> 
Toei, you could have you could have done that. I mean, they with did do several effects, effects like that with practical effects. I don't know why they did that one specifically. <laughs> the pra the practical effects guy was on vacation. They, they wanted to flex their chops. No, they just want to flex their chops because they're like, oh yeah, we're Japan. We, we have CG abilities we have now. CG too. Kneel before us. But not at the higher budgets. You, you know what? No, no, no. They just didn't. They just didn't awaken their abilities just yet. It's like Agito, you know. It's like they're basically which, which is weirder because the now. show that comes right after this, <laughs> Ryuki, has way better CG. <laughs> Like, like, like exponentially better. See? Like, exponentially better CG than Agito. And it's only a year that passed, so that that's pretty impressive. Um, well, I think it's because, I think it's because also they ha they were using, like, living And not these little bumpers. CG well, I think that's, I think that's always been life. the case with Ryder, is that yeah. we either have good CG or good fight choreography, and we never get one in the same in the same show. Yeah, you're right about that. What, where's your excuse for double then? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> double Look, shitty CG. What are you talking about? It, oh, it does. But yeah. the fight choreography ain't that great either, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. Basic. It's, it's basic. It's basic bitch hours. Basic. And I, and I say that as somebody who likes double. <laughs> um, so I think with that being said, I think it's that time of the night, guys. For our final thoughts. And let me throw it... Hmm. It's been a while. It's been a while. Hmm. Yes, yes. I'm going to give it to... Chad first. Okie doke. So, overall, Agito, this is my first time actually completely watching it. I kind Or, like, actually watching and trying to pay attention. I did do it one time before, and it was... I admit it was kind of boring, but I mean... Then again, like, with a second viewing and also better understanding of things. Um, yeah, no, I have a I have a new better newfound appreciation for it. And I think it's really sad that Agito kinda gets the short end of the stick because you have Kuga, which everyone likes, because it was well, first a Heisei, and then Ryuki, which is overshadowed by the fact that well, it's also Dragon Knight. Like, Agito is one of those seasons that doesn't get super talked about. Well, it's more talked about admittedly than Hibiki. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my but fucking toenail big. clippings are talking more about, about Hibiki more. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but it's honestly like it's kind of a shame that no one really talks about Agito as a whole and just like I wouldn't say it's the best season, but it is definitely a great season. And so, and like, if you have the patience and time, because like I've known. And I've heard a lot of people say it's like, oh yeah, the only thing I couldn't get behind was like the pacing and just like, it's really slow in which it is, but at the same time, it's like, like if you give it that patience, like you'll get into it. Like there's a good mystery aspect. The characters are likable. You get to laugh at Ryo Ashihara's new, I guess, whatever the hell he's got going on that week, whether or not he's dead or just getting hit by everything, drowning. I don't know, but you know what? Just, it was... It was good. It was fun. I want to find the Agito CSM again and see if I can pick that up. Uh, just, again, support it so that way we can also get Big Yards Renewal G3. That doesn't exist yet, by the way. But, yeah, no, like, by all means, do give Agito a watch. And, like, I feel like when Agito eventually finds its way onto Tokushoutsu, I think. Because, let's be real, it's only a matter of time. 
Like, I think that's when a lot of people will start to talk about this show more and also eventually enjoy it. Hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, next! Phil! Honestly, this is my second time watching Agito. I think the first time I watched it, I we were, we were covering Blade Ironic. at the time. Yeah. But uh, giving it a second... I, ironic considering I'm also watching Blade right now <laughs> and, and and I'm but, but anyway, and I'm watching Akito for this while I'm also watching Blade <laughs> but giving it the second watch actually really it pointed out a lot of the faults that I had missed on the first watching but the faults don't actually detriment it it really makes it actually a really good series it's got a great mystery that goes off through the throughout the entire season. It's got likable characters and those that and those that you know are not the best. They're 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 despicable. But again, that's up to interpretation. I know who you're talking about. The suits are fan freaking tastic. Uh, the music is great, and it re- and it leaves you thinking. And one of the biggest things I love. Is when a writer series or even a show in general has its own mythology, whether it be overarching into other spinoffs or just its own. I love that everything has set rules, has set has set laws, and essentially has like it has its own mythos. It has its own stories that they follow and are part of the plot. That's that's what I find interesting about the whole lords and the elves. I find it fast I find that mythology fascinating. But overall, I love it. I want more people to watch it. I am hoping one day that we get G, I can get G3X's giant friggin' Gatling gun one day cuz I want that weapon. <sighs> oh, it's a good show. It's, it's a, a good, good show. show. Watch it's it. It's a good show. Uh, Jay. Uh, I have said before that I very much enjoy Agito, and going through it again, I would still say I enjoy it a whole lot. I see. I used to always say that Agito was on an objective level the best of the Heisei era, and looking back now that the Heisei era is over. I would still probably say that, and maybe it's not as good as I remember it. There are definitely more flaws that I do remember now, but I would be hard-pressed to say that they... I would rank it above Kuga solely for the reason that the show feels like a more natural progression of the writer formula from where it left off in the show era. Where you look at you look at the original show and it's a very very violent but rather crude show where the it's very much just standard monster of the week fair the characters are not necessarily two-dimensional but there's no real progression to the characters most of the plots are monster of the week stuff there's no real overarching plots there's no overarching drama their their angst is there as basically a way to push the monster of the week stuff. There's no real personal stakes beyond we got to stop the bad guys. And then you kind of look at how the show era evolves up into black to a lesser extent RX where it's still very much the same. The action and the, the violence have become a little more refined. It's a lot less 
gratuitous, lot less horror movie slash movie vibe, but it's still violent. It's still shocking. But the drama has evolved to a more overarching plot. The involvement has become more personal, where you look at Kotaro, and while his general personal involvement is, Golgam fucked up my life, but it's also, Golgam ruined my family and they've kidnapped my brother, and this is how this personally relates to me. And you look at how that evolves to where the Heisei era is, where the shows have become more about the actual plots. It's more about the drama. The characters have more personal stakes in what's going on. It's less about the villain of the week and the monster of the week stuff, but the overall formula is there. But Kuga, for better and for worse, deviates too much from that where Black left off, where it goes into a, a completely different direction, a great direction, but it it kind of regresses a little bit with the violence, where it comes a little bit more visceral and a little bit more slashery with the violence. And the characters don't have a whole lot of personal stake in the plot other than the monsters are doing stuff and we got to stop them or they're going to kill people. And especially with Godai, who doesn't really have any involvement with what's going on with the Grongi beyond. I'm Kuga, I have to. He has no real stakes other than I got to stop the monsters. So while it's a good evolution of the concept, it doesn't properly continue on where from Ryder had left off and it doesn't really build upon where Ryder had been left off with Black. Whereas Agito I think builds upon the foundations of the franchise better and feels like a more natural progression of the formula. And if you notice where Ryder goes from here with Ryuki and Fize, they start to build more upon Agito and how Agito did it rather than how Kuga did it. So I would personally rank Agito higher than Kuga solely for that factor is it a better show that's mm, splitting hairs they're both good at things that the other show fails at i would say they're about equal level but i would say agito is better solely for that factor alone so you're saying it's agito's fault we have ghosts yes all right then it's the worst show on, on fucking television uh that's bird up though worst show on so, television anyways uh <laughs> I had to. Uh, hmm. I wouldn't say it's better than Kuga, but that's me, obviously. I wouldn't say it's... I would say it's definitely on the same rank. I would definitely say it's on the same level. Because, for me at least, Kuga and Agito have always been... Kuga was... We're just going to make a good show, and we don't really care about what writer is. And Agito was... No, let's actually make a good writer show, if that makes sense to anybody listening. But <clears throat> that's how I usually rank them. But Agito, yes, it's a fantastic fucking show. Yeah, there's there's stuff in there that come over from Kuga that people don't like, which is the slow pacing. I would argue that the slow pacing actually helps with the show, because if the show was going at, say, X8's pace, this show would be fucking terrible. But... At the pace that the show goes, which comes over from Kuga as well, I like it. I like the evolution of the lore, like Phil said. I like the fight scenes. I like the music. I like the little piecemeals, the little piecemeal mystery that it gives you. I like how it just goes. And like Jay said, from here we would get stuff. We would see. This is basically. This is why. This is why I said Kuga is just a good show. It's not a writer show because this is where. 
the Heisei formula, for better or for worse, depending on who you are, began. This is where this is where it started. This is the quintessential Heisei writer, and every and and, and also in in everything you know with the gimmicks, with the multiple writers, with the drama, all of it. It is the quintessential Heisei writer, and. It does it honestly, and I hate to say it like this because it always makes it sound like, ooh, just because it's first doesn't mean it's the best. Well, as the first real Heisei writer, I would say it's the best. I would say it is the reason why we have all the shows that come after it. We would not be, we would not have the formula that would make Double or Gaim or Ryuki or Fize or any of those other shows if it wasn't for Agito. And for that fact alone, it's it's right there with Kuga. It's right next to Kuga. If anything, if if Kuga is an S plus, this is an S. This is a this is S rank. Right fucking there, tippy fucking top. And I honestly have gotten way much. I, I've gotten a way more bigger appreciation for it as the years have gone by. And goddamn, is it fucking fantastic? If you haven't seen this show, fuck Revice. Watch this show. And I, don't, I haven't even caught up with Revice, so I don't know what I'm saying. But fuck Revice. Watch this show right now. Because this show is fucking fantastic. Hey, just shut up and go watch it. You already heard our review. We've already splurged about it. Phil has already gotten mad about being a doctor about it. We're here. Go watch it. Like, now. But with that being said, guys, you know what time it is. You know what time it is, don't you? It's time for the wheel. It's time for the wheel. Dragonzord! Alright. Fuck no, Chad! No, 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 no! Don't say it! Don't say it, Chad! Don't say it! Don't you dare! Come on, Morbius. Let's go, Morbius. Come on, you guys know every time. You know what, Chad? You know what? Decent to say. Nothing unbearable. Bring it on. Let's go. Give us the wheel. Oh my god, it's Show Time Ranger. Water loss. Hell yeah. I'll take full responsibility. Vorbius is not on the wheel. Why the fuck would Vorbius be on the list? Know what? Someone. No I know someone our fans. Oh my god, it's Naruto. I know. I know. Oh my god, I finally have a use for this gun. Implying I'm allowed to buy guns. Oh my god, it's One Piece. No, maybe this is the time where the the wheel humbles me, or maybe Chad, this is the time where we actually all collectively win. Who knows? Don't say that because if it, 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 it if you ask, oh fuck me, dude. Okay. Just <laughs> let's look. Let's just spin and claim our bounty, and hopefully we don't fucking need. Let's just see where it goes. <laughs> Make our beds and lie in it, or whatever the fuck the saying is now. Fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm I'm spinning it. I'm spinning it. Okay. Uh. You're. I don't Me. Know. The sad thing is. To to, no. To, uh, a couple years ago, two uh, yesterday, I graduated. <laughs> you mean ten college. years ago, you thirty-year-old man? <laughs> no. T- try uh. Try. S- Try seven years. Try six years ago. Where does the time go, huh? Mm-hmm. I've yeah, I've been out of college. Look for six where you are now. now. 
I don't know. I, that, that was not meant to be a slight, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a real pot calling the kettle black. Just, no, like, look at... Look at where y'all where you're at now. You're reviewing a Japanese wow, children's TV show changed. at the, well, in the middle of the night. Well, while, while working, well, while working I, as a bag I'd say boy. I'd say as as a whole, I think it's been a net positive in in general. I'd say it's as a whole. That is true. That Speak is for true. yourself. I mean, I don't know. I I I feel as a whole. Being on the show has been a net positive at some. Oh, in, some in that way. regard, yeah. I mean, I thought you just meant like life in general. I'm like, yeah, I can't fucking agree. Oh, with most that definitely. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It, it it could it could be worse. We could be Anthony Birch. A lot of why would I want to be Anthony Birch? Have happened. Nobody wants to be Anthony Birch. That's why it's good that we're not him. No, you Is don't it, want to be him. Can I be him? I'm no, <laughs> we like we like you for you, Chad. I don't want to. I like, good. Okay. I don't we even like know who that is. So, hey, Chad. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I was I was gonna say. Let me give you a fucking respin. But we already used ours. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Fuck you. We already used ours, Jay. Listen, it was oh, worth no. it for Sanzaria, okay? Are right. you sure? Are you yes. sure this is going to be it, worth oh, it for no, what I'm about is, to fucking post? This is bad. It, it this can't is be bad. Ghost again. It's not going to be Ghost again. <laughs> ghost is uh, an it's, what, it's it's statistically like impossible for it to be a ghost three times in a fucking row. Could you fucking imagine? Why would it be Saber? We already did Saber. I, I know somebody would put the, put the. Uh, has better uh, 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 oh no, my finger Anyways. slipped. Anyways. Oh no, my finger slipped, and now <laughs> what, the, what the wheel is spinning all on its own. I can't and, believe this is happening. Oh my god! No, fuck you! No. Okay, if AJ's. <laughs> oh no! If, if, if AJ's respinning it, it meant. It means what I just landed on was fucking bad. Listen, he's gonna tell us what the thing that he respun was after we're recording, and I'm gonna be fucking mad because every single time he does it, it's something that I know do, is good. Do, do you do you want to see what I had to re? No, 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 no. Yes, no. yes, fucking. No, no. This, this this isn't what I, what I landed on. Sure. Oh, fuck me, dude. Jay, why do you have why do you have to bring up statistics? Because I hate everything. And I need some I kind of joy to make others suffer like me. Uh, You're absurdist. Uh, yes. Your mom. Do you even know what absurdism is? Uh, oh no, my finger slipped again. Oh, for fuck's sake, AJ. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you, did you want to do that? You, you, you want to do that? Do what? You didn't fucking tell us. You sure? You sure? I we don't yeah. know what we don't know our choices. What are what's our multiple you know what? question? You know what? No, no, no. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let me let me let me have a, let me play a little game with you guys then. All right? I'm gonna give you the last letter, the last letter of every single fucking choice that I landed on, and you choose, and whatever it land and whatever you choose, wait. that's your fucking fault. Wait, the last letter? What the? fuck? Yeah, the last letter. Because if the, I give, if I give you the first letter, you it would be too easy. We got A, fucking... we got I, and we got T. Which one? 
what are you fucking Mr. Mixy Pit? Like, what yes, the fuck is with yes, this? I am. A, I, or T. Choose. Uh. Okay, definitely Mixie, don't choose T. Uh. Do not choose T. <laughs> I'm gonna so say A I. Or I. Can I buy a vowel? You? No, have no, you can't. No. <laughs> all right, all right. All, all, all for A, say I. All for A, say A. All for I, say I. I. I'm not. Okay, that's fine by me. Well, Chad. Oh, well, why didn't you? Why didn't you I vote? I asked you to vote, Jackass. Because I know I'm gonna get outvoted. Yelling. <laughs> well, I guess I. All right, I. Well, you know I what? It's fun. It's I, finally right. here. Fucking time for some good old-fashioned hibiki. Yay! This is your fault. This is your fault. Chad's happy. We're about to do hibiki. Aww. It was either Kiva the, or Ghost. Choose your poison. Ones? I guess I forgot to take it off. When I, I, I literally said there's no fucking way it could have been. That's why I said don't bring up statistics. God damn it! That's it. That's it. I'm getting. I'm packing my bags. Your dumbass can't even get a plane to L.A. How are you gonna get here? Oh yeah, we haven't mentioned that yet, have we? I, we did or wait did we didn't no we haven't hey. mentioned that on the show yet oh yeah because uh, we haven't had an episode since we decided <laughs> we were gonna do it. uh i'll put this at the beginning hey everybody we're going to anime expo july 1st to the 4th go over there and kick jay in the balls bye <laughs> wait what <laughs> wait i just oh I just we did the announcement that anime expo is a thing uh Oh yeah, um, go there. I heard there's yeah. Well, we're gonna be there, and uh, disappearing. I heard Jay's gonna be there. Yeah, Jay's gonna well, be there. That asshole. Mm. I, he he's yeah, a little bitch Phil and doesn't go. go but well, Phil, why don't you? You can meet so many cool people in L.A. like Chad or and other and other Toku tubers are available. Or Hololive, I don't know. Or, or other, like, hollow life. People. I'd be totally into that. Um, anyways. Of course you So, cut it here, and now we are doing Hibiki. God fucking damn it. This is going to be... What? Yes. This Lesser is, of evils. Look, <laughs> it's not even that it's... It was Kiva, Kiva or Ghost. Go- what was the other Ghost choice? somehow ended up back on the fucking list. It was yeah, Kiva or I Ghost. Tea, so. I was kind of hoping Kiva, because that's fucking short. Is it? Oh no! Is it? I don't even remember. It's like forty We're not something. The same no, it's not. Because Hibiki's uh, like let me, fifty let me episodes. So we're in agreement. Just <laughs> the only the first yeah. thirty episodes, right? <laughs> no, Chad. No. <laughs> no. Kamen Rider Hibiki is okay, forty-eight. So let's see. Kamen Rider Hibiki. Yeah, Kiva's like 50 something probably. Kiva. Uh, oh, it's also 48. The exact oh, same. So Jay was right. 
So well, yeah, uh, I guess we're doing Hibiki, everybody. Yay. We're doing Hibiki. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be as bad as everyone says? Is it going to be as good as nobody says? Who knows? Probably. <laughs> I know Chad's been looking for this, forward to this for a, a long time. He's been he's been licking his chops to get his uh, lips on Hibiki. Well, I guess I guess uh, Chad's statistical probability won again because uh, he at least won this time. So was that? So, to be fair though, to be fair though, the only reason <sighs> that he technically yep. won is because you just so happened to choose the letter I. If any of you chose, if if you all chose A, we would be fucked right now. Well, if you weren't just a big fucking pansy and just picked what we got. Which was Kiva. Then fine. We do Kiva. Why would you want to do Kiva? Why would you want to do Kiva? Kiva's fucking hilarious. I would do Kiva again. We we can't have too much. Which is why we're doing Hibiki doesn't. He's halfway to Hibiki. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Damn it. No, at least it's a it's a look, show look, with look, half of Inoue, not look, all of Inoue. Let's look, put it that way. If you want, we could just we could just say fuck it and do both. Nah. Or we could pull something from the Nether and there, there, watch there are Ultraman no more, series. No more Ultraman. I'm not fucking spinning this again. <laughs> I'm not spinning the wheel again. Cause the last time oh. I span it I got like fucking battle lady cop or something. Uh, the movie's fun. When are we gonna get K? When are we know. gonna get K Tizer? Yeah, I know which one it's you're talking about. It's the phone mean, one, the one with the phone. You mean K Tizer? The K Tizer is also a yeah, it's a transformation item. That's a pretty well, we, short we one. We would have done that a while ago seven. if AJ didn't fucking coward out of it and respin because he didn't know what. That was, it was. 77 episodes. Fuck face, I'm not doing that. Well, you know what? If you if you didn't fucking you know, wait until the you day know, before we record spin the to watch the entire time. show, it wouldn't be a fucking problem. Now, what it is? It's not my fault. It's not my it's fault. Not, it's not my fault. I decide. I just Chad, did other things Chad, instead don't you of love watching the show. Look, look, look. You don't have a job, look. AJ. Chad, I have a job Chad, that I love manage when to they do argue. I have a job too, Jackass. <laughs> but you don't count. I have a job as well. I, whoa, 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 I work, work longer hours, hours than you do. And, and yet I you're put still up being a, a bitch there. and kowtowing to corporate I work bullshit and not just taking a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I have my reasons. I have... Oh my god, I'm gonna have to ex- I'm gonna have to explain this in private. Oh you know what, Phil? You wanna do, no, no, do no, K-Tai? No. You wanna do K-Tai Investigator? You wanna do that? You wanna? You wanna do that? You wanna do that? Do you wanna do that? It's already no, do you want to do it? Well, it's already you want to do that? Hibiki, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do we can Hibiki. Do it. We can do it. Next time, maybe. All right, we'll do Hibiki. Chad and then wants we'll do, to do Hibiki. We're gonna do Hibiki. All right. So. Okay. So <laughs> finally, after that hour and a half of fucking incoherent yelling, because Jay what is, that, is dumb. What is that? Not every episode. <laughs> to be fair, yes. Uh, we're doing Hibiki. Um. I you know what I have high hopes I haven't seen Hibiki in a while uh, I have I high have hopes. actually never seen Hibiki so this is gonna be a first for me I you know look I remember me before it fucked up 
before it before the dark times, it was pretty enjoyable. And Chad, Chad, I think he I think he watched that re- more recently than I did. Yeah, like I watched it. I want to say a few years ago, and like it was a time in college, and you know, honestly, like I I really enjoyed. The I I think the last time the I saw it was before episodes. new subs came out for it. So this is going to be good for me. Um. So yeah, so ne- now next time we're going to be doing Hibiki. It shouldn't take nearly as long to get out as as Agito because I'm going to just plow through that fucking show, bro. I'm going to plow through it. I'm going to try and beat Jay this time. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it right fucking now. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch it as we record. Um, no. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, next time we're doing <laughs> the Hibikai. Hibaki. Hibaki? <laughs> Hibachi. 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 Okay, anyways. anyways, so with that being said, I am AJ. Oh, I'm that That's Jay. Good night. That's Chad. Um, I'm actually Tomo. That's now, so. Um, back to tax evasion. How do I say it? Lip. Lip. Is that how you say Phil backwards? Lip. 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 Yeah. No. Lip. Yeah. Lip. Alright. The L of the L of um, <laughs> the Toku podcast. Damn! Film. Okay. Okay. I don't know how we got to this timeline, but <laughs> the L of this timeline. So that means I, so that means I'm hey, a god essentially. I'm a disciple. Okay. Yeah, and we're all doomed. And we're all doomed. Now I'm going to go ascend to the heavenly bed and wake up and cause chaos up amongst the universe. And the earth, uh, uh, under my master, the great overlord of darkness. I, I guess, I guess Phil, I guess Phil will have no return to a Satanist. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye.